Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Ty? Hi. Ty? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. He's a cool cat, man. Superstitious bears. Superstitious bears. I got a little taco meat on my chest. I grabbed a handful of lunch meat and shoved it down my teammate's throat. I'm a former long snapper. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. Did not flub at all. It send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome on in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And are we up on Facebook and YouTube? <laughs> Nobody knows. Um, I think we are. All right. So check us out there as well. Be a part of the show with your comments, questions. We got uh, some guests. You may want to ask a question or two, uh, two, and those guests being Josh Moylan coming up at 4 o'clock. If you have a question for the Pirate First Baseman, you can get that in. And also at 5 o'clock, Cliff Godwin will join us, the Pirate Head Coach. If you got a question for Coach Godwin, you can get that in as well. Brian Bailey will join us coming up in hour number two of the program. We've got Shirley Rhodes. We got a slew of interns, Connor and Joey. We got Chan Man, the big dog Glenn Griffin, and Ellerby is to my left. Hello, Jonathan. Happy Monday, Clipper. How are you? Doing all right. Just all right? Yeah, a bit of a... Um, I don't know a pirate lull. Like I missed, I missed ECU baseball over the weekend. Did you have a hangover watching all the other teams playing the supers? I watched a little bit yesterday. I watched some last night. In fact, I saw my guy Ryder Giles uh, go in for Kentucky. One batter, one strikeout, and then they took him out of the game. He did his job. Is that kind of like the perfect relief moment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was no outs. First and second, LSU threatening already with the lead, and Giles comes in and gets a big strikeout. And then they take him out, and then LSU scores some more runs. The guy that, when East Carolina was playing Virginia, you know, the Virginia pitcher came in for one pitch and got yanked. Yeah, uh, we've seen that? we've seen Cliff Godwin do that a few times as well, when a pitcher will hit a batter or something like that. Uh, but uh, So I watched Kentucky, LSU, watched a little bit of Stanford, Texas, watched Oral Roberts punch their ticket to the College World Series. How do you feel about that? It, I mean, I was reading about them. Do you say good for them, or do you say why not us? Well, I was reading about them. A couple of things stood out in the, 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 the story of Oral Roberts going to the College World Series. It says, it reminds me of their run in the NCAA basketball tournament back in 2021, maybe, or yeah. something. And then uh, also compared them to when Stony Brook went to the College World Series in 2012 or something like that. You start seeing all these these uh these crazy stats of people that have made it to the uh college world series or they have these runs in ncaa basketball and so it does hit the pit of the stomach a little bit that it's like why not us but hey 
it is not us. So you just got to kind of deal with it. And uh, do you cheer for Oral Roberts to be the Coastal Carolina of this year? I mean, I do. I, I, I kind of look at it from both ways, but more so just, hey, congratulations to them. They got it done. They got some boppers. They can put up a ton of runs and get just enough pitching and got a decent draw with Oregon. Oregon was a, a two seed, I think, and uh, ended up hosting a Super Regional. So they, uh, they got it done. They did the job, and they are heading to Omaha with a chance to win a national championship. We saw it before. Was it Fresno State who made it as a four and won it all, I believe, in the wow. 2000s? So uh, it has happened, I believe, before, but uh, Oral Roberts trying to be the latest. I tell you what, though, LRB, Wake Forest, and I know nobody's unbeatable. They look unbeatable right now. They are five and zero in the postseason and are outscoring people seventy five to sixteen or seventy five to fifteen or something. <laughs> that is stupid. I mean, they hit nine home runs, I think, in one game. I, I mean, thought they were supposed to be like a pitching team, they, and they, they're hitting nine home runs. They they were the number one team for ERA and the number one team for offense this year. And uh, you know what they did? They showed that off the last five baseball games. So it's like. How did how did they lose any games? I mean, you saw that with Tennessee last year. How what a great season they had. When at one point they were yeah. like thirty and three or something crazy. Yeah. And uh, but no number one team has won the College World Series since nineteen ninety nine. So, but they certainly, man, they've shown off their stuff in uh, Winston Salem. Can they take that stuff to Omaha? And uh, definitely an interesting story to follow. All right, so on Saturday, Florida punched their ticket. They made quick work of South Carolina. Florida is going to Omaha. TCU beat Indiana State. They are going to Omaha. And then on Sunday, you had uh, Virginia having to kind of uh, make up for a loss early against Duke, and they did just that. They went 12-2 to on Sunday to punch their ticket, as does Wake Forest with that 22-5 to win we talked about. Oral Roberts is going as well. LSU will be in Omaha. So that leaves tonight Southern Miss and Tennessee. That'll be on ESPN2 at 6 o'clock, and then 8 o'clock on ESPN, it'll be Texas and Stanford. So two uh, tickets still to punch. Yeah, and uh, how will it all play out when the eight teams get to Omaha. Southern Miss is an interesting story too because their coach is retiring at the end of the year and they have home field advantage. Rare that uh, an SEC team is on the road yeah. trying, especially winning, uh, trying to win the uh, Super Regional at the Sunbelt Conference Southern Miss. So uh, very, you know, so I think didn't Southern Miss host Old Miss last year yes. in a Super Regional and Ole Miss ended up going to win on, win the um, national title. So, will that propel Tennessee if they can come back and, and win that Super Regional game tonight and punch their ticket to Omaha, which they all were expected to be there last year. We'll have uh, a lot of baseball talk coming up on today's show with Josh Moylan at 4 o'clock and Cliff Godwin, the head coach of the Pirates at 5. Uh, some big news today in uh, the Pirate Nation. Former East Carolina Golfer and Hall of Famer Harold Varner III and his wife Amanda made a what they are calling on ECUPirates.com a transformational investment to the Pirates Unite campaign for comprehensive excellence. Uh, that was announced by Ryan Robinson today. Have not seen a dollar figure on that LRB, but uh, awesome to get that news that HV3 uh, giving back to ECU. Uh, obviously one of the greatest Pirates to cheer for and what he's done uh, with his golf career. He's just been such a pleasure to watch play golf but also just his personality no matter what even when you know he's a great media person so uh, awesome news today Um, don't know what that uh, gift will go towards or uh, but it'll certainly help 
hopefully shape uh, the future of East Carolina athletics in a very positive way. So uh, congratulations to uh, Harold and his wife and uh, certainly a, a great moment for the Pirate Nation. So Ellerby, are you accepting this uh, this blood money, this uh, this Saudi money? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I never bought it. I mean, like, look, people like everything we own in America is made in China. I know. <laughs> you know, like I always do a hat check. Are you? Are um, you? Are you? You supporting communists right there by wearing a hat? You know, I mean, so, uh, this one was made in China. So see? my, uh, I've got like two hats that. Um, have like the American flag on it that are made in like Taiwan and Vietnam. I know that's, <laughs> all, that's always the weird, the weird awkward moment around the Fourth of July, and you're all buying like a, your patriotic stuff, and it's like uh, made in Vietnam, yep. made in you know. So, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, great for hair. I mean, he obviously made a great career move going to LIV for the. Re- he said it. He was honest the whole time. He said, "I'm going. My goal was not to win, you know, X number of." championships or mass or majors or whatever it's he was able to get transformational money for his family and that's why he signed with liv and now liv and the pga seem to be back merging and now look he's he's giving back to his university and probably his foundation we've posted tons of stories on our social media of what they're doing allowing to get different people to start to play the game of golf yeah. for like under five bucks the amount of people he's he's affected in the charlotte and and i think the akron area where he was originally born all the stuff he is doing great things with his wealth and uh that that is something that you can be really proud of and he, you can't just keep it and take it to the grave he is he is impacting others and that's awesome yeah i mean the phrase grow the game you hear it in college baseball you hear it in other sports he is certainly growing the game of golf uh, single-handedly almost yeah so i mean awesome. he's boots on the ground at this stuff too he's not just you know a, a figurehead he, he is you see him in the pictures when his foundation is doing an event and stuff and i know he can't be everywhere and i know he's helping thousands of people but uh it, it's really cool just what a great story and uh you know got his win this year on the liv tour and then so hopefully he can uh you know keep that going that's exciting stuff LRB, uh, mid-June-ish year, so time to start our football previews. We'll be talking to Aaron McMahon of Ann Arbor News and M Live coming up on Thursday for a Michigan preview. Saw another sports book drop lines today. Circa Sports uh, has ECU as a 36-point underdog to the Michigan Wolverines. So we'll find out uh, why they're saying this team is going to be that good. What? I want to know, what is their weakness? Do we have anything we can exploit coming up uh, on that opener in the big house uh, at noon in week one, Ellerby? Do you, if you were a betting person, would you bet that the line at 36 is going to creep up to 40 or creep down to 32? Would it go up? <laughs> would it go up three or four spots or go down three or four spots if you were betting? Before, before the that's kickoff. a good question. Like, what side are people going to be on? I just where do you think this? Where do you think it'll land on September second at eleven a.m.? Well, what would make people, the betting public, start to take ECU? It would have to be like an injury to a key position, a suspension for a Michigan guy that would help. Or, I mean, do you think we get to the point where there's just glowing praise of like Mason Garcia preseason and people start to get excited about the offense? I don't know. Or is it one of those games people don't really like to play because it's so high? Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's kind of like, well, a lot of gamblers won't touch a line that high. Michigan's going to win 45 to 14, which is not going to cover the number. You know, I mean, if that's what, I don't know how the gamblers think, but, uh, It'll be interesting to hear your interview on Thursday. Of I, I think you have great questions. What what is the weakness? What is the what is the glaring hole 
no matter if that hole is the size of a, of a small needle, you know, like uh, what is the hole in Michigan's uh, armor? What 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 do the pirates need to look for? I'll do some research on this, but I just Googled it while you we were talking Michigan season openers, trying to find out how they are in season openers. Uh, and this article dates back to 2014, so we've seen a lot um, a lot of games since then. But uh, Michigan has been, let's see, 110, 21, and 3 overall in season openers. So as of, what was that, nine years ago, they had only lost 21 Openers One, ever. Wow. 110, 21, and 3. Uh, 111, 18, and 2 in opening home games. Um, and so let's see. 09, uh, this is what I want to see like margin of victory in opponents. 09, Western Michigan. And again, this is this is a long time this ago. This article's dated a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But just looking at, at who they've played Western Michigan, 31 to 7. So that's 24. UConn, 30 to 10. That's a 20. 34 to 10 against Western Michigan, 24. Air Force, uh, 31 to 25, six point game. And then Central Michigan, 59 to 9 in 2013. So I'll, I'll look at the more recent history and see what they've done in season openers, but just wanted to. Uh, I'll dive into some numbers there, Ellery. And also, in this day and age and moving forward, because Michigan is going to be pretty much preseason one or two in most all the polls, like. Does it? Does Mich- Michigan doesn't have to play for style points like you used to? And as we move forward with the playoff expanding, it's just kind of a just win, baby. So do you see a lot more backups in a game <laughs> if, it, if it gets out Are of we hand? Already previewing ECU Michigan and saying, "Will backups be in the I'm second just, half?" I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there. If we're, if we're if we're speculating that there's going to be a big blowout in Michigan, uh, um, week one, you want to put on a show for your home fans, set a tone. But yeah, you're right. It's not the old Steve Spurrier run up the score in the fourth quarter. Right. We're up sixty to twelve or whatever, and then you're like, "Hey, look, let's get a few more touchdowns before we put in A, B, and C." Didn't they like take away the margin of victory from some equation because they were trying to prevent blowouts and stuff? You can do that, but when it's still in paper, yeah. it's, it, the human element always comes in when you start looking at for and against when it comes to points and other things. But, uh, you know, I think your question, your question that you want to ask the Michigan guy, because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of answers to that if you're asking it about East Carolina right now. What is what is the glaring holes? What are the glaring weaknesses? Just what are the offense, big, what, what are the continuity. Big, what are the big question marks yeah. going into the season? And obviously, it's, you know, not that they can't answer those questions. They can't answer those questions fast, but there's just lack of experience that you have those questions until people can get a track record. Here's another reason Michigan's line is so high. So I, they had a weak non-conference schedule last year. It was looked as such. Uh, they Their opener was uh, noon in the big house, similar to this. They won 51-7 to over Colorado State. Next week, 56-10 to against Hawaii at home. And then fifty nine to nothing to UConn. So, Those you, are all I guess you had to put the line that high for East Carolina because of what they did last year. And if you put it too low, you know everybody's going to take Michigan. I, I don't know. I, this this kind of it always makes me feel a little better about the line seeing these scores from last year as to why they put the line so high for this ECU Michigan game. But week four they played Maryland, who was a bowl team, but not a great team last year. And what was the score of that game? Thirty four twenty seven. I mean they had closer games once they got into Big Ten play for the most part. Still had their blowouts, but that non conference last year. So 
is Big Ten plays three non-conference games. Yeah, LB? they play non-conference games. Okay. Uh, so yeah, and then of course uh, had the shootout against TCU in the college football playoff. So they are uh, still angry thinking about that one. Yeah, I mean Michigan, East Carolina, fat and happy off our uh, bowl win, Ellerby. Yeah, I mean <laughs> here, here's the thing: we're on a win streak. We are. <laughs> They're on a losing streak. Yep. Coming into this game, can't deny it. Yep. That's uh, that's facts. That's what we do here. We spit the facts on uh, on Pirate Radio Live. I want to do. Um, Chandler, I want to do a countdown. I want to do several countdowns. You want to come in here and uh, tell Shirley to back it up? Because I've got some numbers here. Countdown. Countdown. I've got I've got three countdowns, and I need you to handle one, too. Okay. You want to tell Shirley? Yeah, Shirley, if you don't mind, um, I've asked you to do this several times. I'm going to have to ask you again. But, God, and I love when you do this. Back that fat truck up back it up back 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 it up it is the david price construction countdown to kickoff i've got some numbers of my own today chandler i brought a little little meat to the table today okay i've got you mind if i try some (laughs) sure take a bite (laughs) see what you like did you get a hit (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) Um, sounds good i've got 80 days okay. until the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. The party. Wow. 80 yeah. days. It's, so it's back. That's not bad. Tomorrow we'll be in the 70s. That's crazy. Think about that. I've got 75 days until week zero of the college football season. Okay. Ellerby, did you? Did I hear you say you're fired up for Notre Dame and Navy in Dublin, Ireland? No, that was somebody else? Okay, well. Were you talking about me, Lucky Charms? <laughs> whoever said that? Uh, 75 days away to week zero. How about this? Just for a taste, a sprinkle of football. 52 days away from the Hall of Fame game. 52 days? We're only 52 days away from football on our television. Oh, that's awesome. Who's in the Hall of Fame game? It's... Has it been announced? It's like the worst NFL matchup of all time. Okay, let's guess who would be the worst matchup. What would be the worst NFL matchup of all time? Chandler. Oh, Any gosh. Guesses? The worst? Yeah. Now just name a random game. I'm going to go Texans versus Lions. Okay. Not bad. Like, what do you got? The Mark Sanchez Jets versus, like, the Lions. I was going current day. Oh. Yeah, just name two teams. Texans yeah. Texans and Lions. Okay. Where did he you get that? You name the exact two teams he did. <laughs> At least say Lions and Texans. The answer is the Jets and the Browns. Jets in the Browns Ugh, Hall geez. of Fame game. Yeah. And I'll watch every minute of it. And Aaron Rodgers won't be playing, but uh, we'll be uh, tuned into that. All right. So there you go. 80 days till the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. 75 days till week zero. 52 days till the Hall of Fame game. Chandler, how many days until ECU and Michigan kick it off? Well, let's do a little bit of math here. So 75 days away till week zero in college football. Yeah. So week one, you add seven to that 75. Hold on now. You're only adding one from zero. Where'd you get seven from? What's that? Okay, so (laughs) week zero to week one, right? That's where we're going. That's one. Where'd you get seven? Seven days. Wait, how many days are in a week? Seven. Okay. How many weeks in a year? How many weeks? (laughs) 36. 
36? Wow, you have a good year every year, don't you? <laughs> All right, how many Ch- days away? Chandler is... W- Am I correct? Up, he's racking up birthdays with, with losing 18 weeks a year. I don't think it? so. No, you're not correct. Oh, all right. Well, but a good shot. Good shot. Anyway. How many days in a year? 365. That's right. Um, well, how many days away till EC versus Michigan, you ask? Yes. 82 days away on the David Price construction countdown to kickoff. EC will be going to the big house in Ann Arbor. Um, so I think we're going to have some boots on the ground for that game yeah. and doing some coverage for ECU and the Wolverines. The last Whose time I checked, has your boots been under? Uh, my own. Okay, good. Are you scared of a Wolverine? No, you will I'll be. T- Wolverine still scare you? No, I, I'll take one right now. You put one in this room, just me and him. What would you do? Beat his A double S. David Price Construction Countdown to kickoff. You can call 919-291-5532. Visit online, davidpriceconstruction.com. For all your commercial or custom residential and building needs, the award-winning David Price Construction run by ECU alum David Price. Counting us down to kickoff, and uh, we've got, we'll have a lot of these countdowns, but we're starting, well, you know, 82. 82 I mean, days. next week we're going to be in the 70s and the 60s, and you got July 4th mm. week. And in three then, days we'll be in the 70s. That's I mean, what's crazy. Let's go. Let's go. Where will we be this time next week, Chandler? Let's do my math here. It's taking you a while already. 75. Beautiful. Beautiful. He did. And you 75. said it with a lot of confidence. He did. Absolutely. Like All right. So, uh, yeah, there you go. What else? Uh, what'd you do this weekend, Chandler? Uh, I actually did something I haven't done since last August. That was play golf. I played golf on Saturday with some buddies. We Were you the guy that got time. tackled on TV? No, but that was crazy, wasn't it? That was funny. That is funny. So is that guy a golfer? That guy, was. he's on the tour. <laughs> he, he played in this tournament. Yeah. He's, a, he's a fellow Canadian. Um, so Wait, are you Canadian? Eh? <laughs> what do you mean a fellow Canadian? To that guy that won. <laughs> okay, to that, to right. the guy that won. All right. Um, but he was going out there to celebrate and just got trucked by the security guard. It's oh, so yeah. funny. Man, he just wanted to celebrate with his uh with his buddy. I mean, think about like if Jokic wins the uh Nuggets win tonight and someone random another the player uh, it would be like another like DeAndre like Jordan. DeAndre Jordan runs in and a security guy just freaking spears him. Yeah. I mean, that would be similar to what happened on the golf course. And it's so funny because when you watch the video, you can see other people that know who that guy is run over there to say, hey, stop. This guy is like a part of this uh, celebration here. The only thing that would have been crazier if they had gotten the guy's like wife or girlfriend going out there to try to hug it up. And just yeah. drilled her? And yeah, just like, you know, with a like... You well, think like, that's funny, Ellery? No, I said you're the, sick. I said the only thing that would have been more interesting. I didn't say funny, or like his or five, four-year-old son. Hey, what's that kid doing? So, tackle the kid. That was funny over the weekend, Ellery. You brought up uh, John Sterling getting hit by baseball. Yeah. I heard uh, Rome going off on that one before we just, came on the air today. Kept kept rolling. Yeah, you, I mean, you can find it on Twitter, or yeah. YouTube, whatever. Just Google it up, and he just. I mean, be like, a, what if a baseball hit you in the face right now? It would be shocking. It would be, because you feel like these walls are safe, right? I, w- I would. I guess it would come through the window, crash through. Or Chandler's pocket. Yeah. I mean, I would, but... <laughs> maybe, out, of, maybe, out of my hand? Maybe a targeted attack. The maybe, show goes on. Maybe he thought you were a Wolverine. The show goes on. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, anything else from the weekend, guys? Recapping the weekend, trying to think. Uh, nothing really exciting. You know, my interest in baseball, I, 
after watching all the games in person in Charlottesville, like I did, I, I really did not. I, I followed the games on social, but I, I could not really sit and and, and dive into any of the college. But I, I needed a, a little bit of a break. And I was listening earlier to y'all's conversation. I am a huge Oral Roberts fan at the moment. I Tell- want them to. I want them the to make some magic. I mean, they already have. What's their mascot? I was just about to ask that, but I didn't know the answer to it. I have a guess, but I think it's wrong. Oral Roberts. Well, you have a computer, so that could help. Oral, you're a big Oral Roberts guy. Tell us about where they're. Uh, where's their? I'm more recently. Do you know what it is? I don't. Let's take guesses. I, for some reason, I want to say Crusaders. Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't think that's right. The Eagles. Oh yeah! Isn't it just freaking eagles? Oh, you just got to make good guests sometimes, have, or have insane. help from the interns, or have a better seat looking at the intern. In <laughs> you know, eagles—that's lame. I'm not. Oh, that's so lame. Yeah. If they were the Cowboys, I'm still a fan. Screw them. What if they were the Commanders? Or Roberts Commanders? That's a name. <laughs> or Roberts baseball team. Yeah. By the way, I saw something. Turn your mic on. Uh, uh, the mic's not on there, big dog. I did want to ask y'all in relation to Oral Roberts. In relationship to what is in regards to the take on the Oral Roberts gummy worms on the field? Oh, the first base coach giving it to the players. It's a it's a it's a, it's a question. It's a it's a question. It's a question worth asking. What happens? Uh, you get a base hit. You get a walk. If you just get the first base, the first base coach uh, rewards you with a uh, gummy bear or like a gummy worm. That gummy worm. is and not that is, legal. Is it a gummy worm or a sour worm? That is way worse than what Josh Groves did. Groves wasn't on that, the diamond, like inside the line. This is yeah. in the This is, this the field is at of play. first base. This if, is at if, first base. If we're going to penalize people for doing what Groves did, you have to penalize that. And well, it's not like they're trying to hide it. He's going like, hey, here, take this. That out of my hand. a prop on the field. I want this discussed with Josh Gross. We'll talk to him Tuesday, 4.30, right here on Pirate Radio Live. Is that a performance-enhancing drug to give them worms on the field? Maybe if it's sour. I give mean, them a little extra juice. I'm not even joking when I say that's worse than Gross. Like, they are on... They got standing on first Th- base. That's why... I mean, that's... And I'm sure there were some Pirate fans that saw something about it over the weekend. And and, and actually, that's the reason I saw it is because they were talking about, hey, if Josh Gross can't go out there and let his teammate take a bite of the sandwich five feet away from the dugout, then why can somebody who's in the field of play at first base be able to take a gummy bear or gummy worm, whatever it might be, from their first base coach? Garbage. From their first base coach. Garbage. And how did that start? Yeah. And, and would you accept a gummy worm out of the back pocket of your first base? <laughs> in, the, in, the, in, the, in the summertime. Yes. In the first inning, yes. In the seventh, no. Coach, this one's got a little Copenhagen on it. <laughs> I'm feeling a little sick. Ellery, <laughs> you mentioned the commanders earlier. Um, when's the last time Washington had a, an 11 win season? Hmm. How many games the Wizards win this year? (laughs) (laughs) Washington is the only team to not have an 11-win season uh, since 2000. My goodness. Their last 11-win season came in 1991, 14-2. Now, the question you need to find, how many many 11-plus losing seasons have they had in that Mm. time? Quite a few, and they've been a solid, uh, you know, seven to nine wins in there as well. They like to make the playoffs at around that seven, eight, nine win season. Yeah, that is ridiculous. And you got the right coach at the point at this time of uh, you got Ron Rivera, so that's he's the best. Ron Rivera. They want you for all eighteen weeks. They don't want you. To, they don't want to clinch early. Mm. They've got me clenching my fist. 
and anger mm-hmm. of how awful they are. I mean, that is sobering. And I've watched all of it. I've seen it all go down. But that is, when you see it with a list like that and your team's at the very bottom. It makes you feel bad. It humbles you. <laughs> I've been humbled enough. <laughs> I'm humble and hungry. Tired of building character? Oh, man. Oh, man. we got So, Jamie... Our guy Jamie just signed up on Twitter just so he could chime in and ask questions for Scott. Because <laughs> oh, YouTube is down. We are not on YouTube and Facebook at the moment. He says, bleep it, Clip. This is Jamie from YouTube. I now did something I never wanted to do. Use Twitter. I need to send in questions for Cliff Godwin. So uh, we've got Jamie who is uh, signing up for Twitter to get his questions in. There we go. We've got Josh Moylan and Cliff Godwin coming up later in the show. Well, give us a follow on Twitter at PR927FM. Good job, Chandler. It's good marketing there, bro. Yeah. Yes. All right, Ellery. All right. Enjoyed it. See you, Oral Roberts, later. Go Eagles. Go Eagles, baby. Fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. That's gross. How about the other Eagles? Southern Miss, you pulling for them today? Um, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm an Oral Roberts fan. All right. He's OR all I, the way. I was about to say yes, but you know what? I'm, I'm committed to Oral Roberts. Southern missed yeah. me with that. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Good job. Let's, let's take a break. That we'll come awesome. back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live, Hour 1. Big show on tab with Josh Moylan, BB, Brian Bailey, and Cliff Godwin. A lot more to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Uh, welcome back to the show. Is everything um, falling apart? Give me just a second. My entire mic stand has come completely off the stand. <laughs> we got a lot of issues. I'm just sitting yeah, over here. Like Now we have I, interns I have no trying to help out. Oh, that would explain why. All right, if you okay, could just hold that the entire show. Her, even her headphones came back. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's literally falling apart. Chandler. There, there we go. I can hear... Okay, oh so inter- it has come completely out of this thing. Okay, <laughs> oh. so hold on here. Let me just do it off. All right, now let's hear okay. that live read. Wood Ducks baseball is back. <laughs> Single game tickets are now on sale. Get yours today by calling the front office at 252-643-5305. Visit them online at woodducksbaseball.com to check out schedules for games, giveaways, theme nights, and post-game fireworks. The Wood Ducks hope to see you out at Historic Granger Stadium all season long. Go Woodies! Now let's head back to Clip so I can fix this. Go Woodies! Go Woodies! Thank you, Shirley. Thank you, uh, interns, for helping Shirley out. Shout out intern Joey. Joey Connor, why Joey first? He was the one holding the mic. He really, he was hands on. He was very kind of uh, supervising. No, Connor was there for backup. You got to have a like in baseball. You always have to have a backup just in case the the backup throw. Yes, catcher runs down to first on a ground ball. That's exactly what Connor was doing. Did you ever catch? I did in my early days. Did you run down to first to back up the throw? Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't remember doing that. 
Like, yeah, they'll take care of it. <laughs> Somebody that. in the dugout will go get it. <laughs> hey, right fielder, you run in and right back field, up that throw. You got him. You got him. <laughs> you got him. I had to. Uh, yeah. You a big, a good hustle guy when you didn't hustle at all. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you're like, hey, good hustle, man. That is good hustle. That's what I like to see, not do. Uh, all right, welcome back to the show. Club Rock Chandler Honeycutt here. I miss our online friends. I know this is very weird. You know what, I mean, Robert? What's their guy's name? Robert uh, Skipper. Yep, is that his name? Skip Skipper. And sometimes he says I ignore the online people. Yes, which is not true. No, it's not. You but comments on a day like today, you never know how much you miss someone until they're gone. And I miss my online friends, our YouTubers, our Facebookers. Yeah, and I do want to uh, unofficially. Uh, honor Jamie. We have several P1 listeners that listen to us every day. Jamie's been very consistent in the past, I believe, year or so, maybe six or seven months. But I am now honoring him with a P1 badge. All right. Because he, he, got went, the, he went the extra mile to get on Twitter, something he didn't have, went and signed up just to ask questions on today's show because we have some great guests coming up with Josh Mullen at four. And then at 5 o'clock, it's uh, Cliff Godwin. Chandler, uh, weird time. We're talking football, baseball. You know, talk some hoops. Why not? They're back in town. The boys are back in town. That they are, as uh, the team has gotten together. They've been putting out some videos uh, on ECU Basketball's official Twitter account. And I saw uh, Todd Gibson, friend of the station, uh, used to work with Brian Bailey at WNCT Channel 9. Uh, he is now with WNCN, WNCN in Raleigh and did a story on Bobby Pettiford coming home, coming back to uh, North Carolina. And uh, Gibby tweeted out that Bobby Pettiford will play uh, for ECU after being 1,100 miles from home in Kansas. And you can see the full story on Twitter or WNCN, uh, their website. But I did pull a quote or two from Bobby Pettiford as he talks. Shirley, can you uh, can we hear what Bobby Pettiford had to say about coming home uh, from Kansas to East Carolina? Georgetown and East were probably the top two, but you know, just being home, there's just a different feeling and feeling the love when I went on to visit the ECU. So that's really what did it for me. And being two, you know, hometown guys from North Carolina, I think that'll bring a lot of you know, you know, publicity and you know, kind of light to the school. And I mean, Coach Coach Mike has done a great job. I think it's you know, he teaches like a you know. You know, like a Duke, Kansas, you know, he came from Tennessee, so he has that feel, you know, uh, of a high major program. And I mean, I think just me and Cam playing there, you know, two close friends in the backcourt, that would be amazing. So my Cam Hayes uh, as well coming to East Carolina. Now, Hayes, Chandler, is not – they have to have some waiver signed for him to play from the NCAA. For, he is not oh, guaranteed to play this season. Okay. So hopefully we'll get uh, some word on that soon, and hopefully it is a positive word. Yeah. Because if not, uh, he'll be sitting on the bench this upcoming season. Yeah, well, that's that's news to me. I didn't know that there was uh, some uncertainty if he'll be able to play this season. But to have him in the program, to have Bobby Pettiford in the program now, uh, both of those guys coming from two really good basketball schools. Uh, and Hayes, uh, it, this will be his third stop in, in college basketball. He started at NC State, then went to LSU, and now he'll be a Pirate. But I think that's two key additions to this basketball program. And it was so nice to see the other day Man, they get started early, don't they? I mean, but before you know it, it'll be November. It'll be tip-off time. But it was awesome to see about a week or two ago those pictures of, I guess, the welcome back party that they had, that they, that they had with the basketball players and their families. And then you always and you also saw uh, one of the EC basketball uh, 
faces as Cy Seymour was also at that uh, that gathering at Town Bank Tower. But uh, it's great to see that the guys are back on campus. They're getting to work, and uh, hopefully we'll have a, a good basketball season coming up for East Carolina. What pirate are you most looking forward to seeing this upcoming season? Probably Ezra. Yeah. It's hard not to say Ezra. Uh, I, I, I would say what Ezra. Is, what is he going to do to raise his game? Like, how can he take another step? The obvious answer is... Mid-range. Mid-range to outside. Uh, Brandon Johnson did it. Can Ezra do it? Johnson put in a ton of work on his outside shot, and it paid off big time for him last can, year. Can we see uh, in that first or second game, kind of like what we did with Brandon Johnson this past year, and being like, oh, he's pulling up from three. Uh, can we see that? That was shocking yeah, to see that was the very, opener last year. Because compared to his attempts in, in year one to year two, it was like in, insane um, when it comes to the uh, differential and the attempts that he and, and that he had, especially from beyond the arc. But yeah, Ezra, I'm just ready to see how he kind of grows his game. We saw last last year the the nasty spin move that he has in the post. Can he add to? Can he add some more moves down low? Uh, for ECU, and then of course we want to see him try to, you know, hit some more shots from uh, mid range and beyond. And uh, I believe, uh, I, I think we might could see that from Ezra this year. Ezra, one of three Pirates not to attempt a three pointer last year. Uh, you had Ezra, you had Colin McKenzie, uh, who played in one game for thirty five seconds. And you had Valentino Pinedo, who did not attempt a three. Luigi DeBoe attempted a three. Luigi was 0-4-1 from three-point range last year. Now, there is no reason on God's green earth that Ezra should be a 52% free throw shooter. That's got to get solved. That is not – that is – it's mental. He's got a good-looking stroke, Mm -hmm. and he's – got to figure that out somehow because he attempted the most free uh free throws for the pirates last year one more than brandon johnson uh he shot 131 free throws made 69 of them oh boy brandon shot 130 made 97 of them he was a 74 percent shooter from the line well add that to the list of things that he needs to grow on absolutely and and again i I don't know if a confidence thing or it's all repetition it's not and routine like everybody has their routine i feel like when it comes to like shooting free throws it's like i guess approaching your golf shot and i didn't like how he would get fouled and walk back to like half court like it almost felt like to me did you notice that i did would always walk around i did notice that it was was like something was in his head or something especially like watching games on tv like i remember like they would show him and he would be walking and it's like all right he's going to take a couple of steps he's on the line and he would just keep walking and walking and then that's when i realized he's literally going like the half court yeah and it's like he's trying to think all right i got two free throws here or it's a one and one i need to just focus on the first one just don't think just go up there and you know shoot shoot the free throws and let's uh let's get some can your soups as i like to say can the soups little pirate basketball talk here in mid-june on pirate radio live let's take another break we'll come back uh, one more segment to go here in hour one we'll look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard Presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Man, I wish Jeff Charles was here to see the Cincinnati Reds uh, because they are playing some fun baseball right now. We'll let you know what's going on on the MLB scoreboard, college baseball. Uh, two more tickets will be punched to Omaha, and you've got an NBA Finals game tonight. So we'll go over the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Don't forget Josh Moylan joining us in about 20 minutes, Brian Bailey next hour, and Cliff Godwin at 5 o'clock. So a big edition of Pirate Radio Live. We roll on right after this. 
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Got some internet issues, which is why we are not on Facebook and YouTube currently. Hope to get those resolved because we miss you fine people Uh, but thanks for tuning in got a big show josh moylan gonna join us coming up in just a little bit and cliff godwin later on in today's show brian bailey as well got the uh, nba finals tonight denver can win their first championship with one more win tonight over the miami heat shirley do you have that clip that i uh sent you as you try to fix your mic stand um chandler sports trivia every wednesday night at aj mcmurphy's mm-hmm. you know who'd be good at sports trivia who mike breen he'd be really good i saw this there's a video of him rattling off every nba finals mvp since like 06 i want to say um he missed one uh but got every other one right shirley can you hit that uh hit that real quick 2006 would be Dwayne Wade. 2007 would be, I think, Tony Parker and the Spurs. 2008, it's either Pierce or Garnett. I'm going to go with Pierce. 2009, Kobe Bryant. 2010, Kobe Bryant. 2011, that would be Dirk. 2012, LeBron. 2013, LeBron. 2014, there were a number of candidates. I guess I'd go with Tim Duncan. Mm. Oh, Kawhi Leonard. Ah, I knew I was going to get one wrong. <laughs> 2015, Andre Iguodala. 16 was LeBron. 17 and 18 were Kevin Durant. 19 was Kawhi Leonard again. 2020, LeBron or Anthony Davis? I'm going to go with LeBron on that one. 21 was Giannis. 22 was Steph Curry. So I got one wrong. Pretty right, much... What we do every Wednesday. Mike Breen. He bang. just played uh, Stunt the Schwab with yeah. himself. Yeah. Pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. He was a part of all those uh, since 2006. This will be his 18th finals. And I guess, I guess he called the games. Maybe he should know that. But that is a lot of recall to go back all those years. Oh, absolutely. And to, to nail those. I mean, going all the way back to 2006 and only get one wrong is pretty impressive. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we'll try to get Mike Breen out there. We didn't know we had a former D1 college basketball player hanging out at Sports Trivia last week. A guy that uh, had some impressive dunks in Menji's Coliseum against ECU. High flyer. Uh, L.D. Williams, former Wake Forest Demon Deacon, was at Sports Trivia last week. I didn't know it was him until the next day, so he went to Wake Forest with uh, Ryan McManus, who's uh, director of football operations at ECU now, and I guess was in town, hung out with Ryan, came to Sports Trivia, and... Um, we had an NBA category, Chandler, where I would pick a guy, kind of a random guy from a finals game, and you would ha- and I showed a picture of him in his college uniform. You had to identify him. And I think y'all probably did, what, 10 for 10, 9 out of 10 in that uh, round? I think 9 out of 10. So y'all knew it. But their table got up immediately, 
and got the answers answers right and that's because ld williams is currently working with the brooklyn nets so he that is his job to know all the players so um that wasn't fair that i was asking that team those particular questions a clip ld williams is over here he knows all the answers uh but didn't know i, I tweeted with him afterwards and said hey man i wish i knew that was you i, I would have talked to you about dunking all over ecu um but he said he had a good time so that's cool so this is uh nba staff approved sports trivia that we run every wednesday night at aj's we actually pulled up highlights from that ecu wake forest game mm-hmm. from when he came here and they had a lot of nba guys on that team they had jeff teague ish smith they had ish they had aminu they had james johnson who he's still he played in the league forever mm-hmm. Um, that was a very talented team. LD Williams was a starter on that team. I think he had twelve against ECU. Most of them dunks. Yeah, really cool dunks. And uh, yeah, him and uh, Ish and, and Teague, they they had a good uh, little combo there uh, with the high flying alley oops to LD Williams. But Pirates had them close, and, and we had them Pirates in the fir- were, had them in the first half. Ain't gonna lie. Pirates were down four at the half, and they lost by thirty to Wake Forest. And we looked it up, Chandler. That that Wake Forest team was top ten. And they started that season 16-0 and mm-hmm. and ended up losing their first game of the ACC tournament and getting upset in the NCAA tournament. So yeah. never really did nothing with it. Uh, but they were a really good team. In fact, Tuesday, when Mac McCarthy joined us, we always talk about the great win over State and some of the good times. Let's Say go Mac, negative. <laughs> Let's go negative. You got your ass kicked by 30 by Wake Forest. What do you remember about that game? Talk about it. Let's at least talk about the first half. And he's going to be the nicest guy ever. <laughs> he's still going to have a smile on his face yeah. so, as he uh, talks about that butt whooping. We'll talk to uh, to Coach Mack about that coming up on Tuesday. All right, looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. You got the Heat and the Nuggets. It'll be game five tonight in Denver, and the Nuggets fans want to see a championship won on their home court. And they'll have that chance. Nuggets are favorites tonight, 8.30 on ABC. College baseball, two more teams going to Omaha. Southern Miss and Tennessee will play at 6 o'clock on the Deuce. It'll be Texas and Stanford at 8 o'clock on ESPN. Baseball tonight, the Braves on the road at the Tigers. That'll be the first game of the day. They play at 6.40 uh, and a full night of Major League Baseball on tap as well for this uh, Monday evening. Other games to watch. Eh, what's the game of the night? The Reds are fun. The Reds, um, they're four games under 500, but they brought up this Ellie Cruz. De La Cruz. De La Cruz. Man. That guy is a monster. Looks cool. They're playing some fun baseball. And that is a, uh, a gettable division there in the NL Central. They're only four games back of the Pirates, who are 34 and 30 on the year looking at 40 win teams right now in baseball the rays uh 48 and 20 the o's have 41 wins the rangers have 41 wins and then the braves and the diamondbacks have 40 wins those are the winningest teams in baseball as we sit here in mid-june and uh yeah i'm still trying to get into the groove but nationals need to do something for uh for me to get interested braves beat uh mckenzie gore something they couldn't do earlier in the year yeah uh so uh, but i mean major league baseball is a lot like me and nba fandom i mean if the hornets are not doing good i i'll tune in every so often it's the same way with major league baseball but uh i don't you know you never know uh well we had a lot more talent on that team but the 
Nationals were 19 and 31 the year they won the World Series, but I can tell you right now that will not happen this year. Chandler, you're a sports guy, right? Yes. What is? Give us an update on the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, let's see. I believe um, the Panthers are down three games to one. Boom! Let's go, baby. That's my sports guy. You will have Game 5 coming up in Vegas on Tuesday night. That was impressive. I had no clue. I didn't know if it was still going on. I had to Google it up. Yeah. Well done. Buccaneer Music Hall Scoreboard brought to you by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. It is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates and Eastern North Carolina with live music seven days a week. No cover during the week. And ladies and free every Friday and Saturday before 10 p.m. You can come watch your favorite sports at the Buck on the largest 4K TV in Eastern NC. Visit the Buccaneer Music Hall.com. For a complete schedule of live events this week, we'll see you at the Buck. Great live music there. No matter if it's on a Friday night or a Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. DJ Captain Morgan. DJ Captain Morgan uh, on twisting. Uh, What's uh, he twisting? Twisting something up there yeah. on his little DJ board. But uh, that's a fun that time. It called the dials. Twisting the dials. I, well, I know that's the thing that broadcasters say but he does a good job uh of doing that on tuesday night and then even the people that go out there for open mic night on mondays you ever done one of these twists Shirley? you ever done one of those oh yeah i've done plenty of that you don't you done one of those before yeah yeah you want one can you explain to the radio audience what you're doing it's a twister it's a certain oh, kind yeah. of twister it's a two-handed twister that you can perform on is someone. there something in front of the word twister there is okay is it like alliteration it is starts with a t okay all right cool but as I was saying, as I was trying to talk about open mic night on Monday night. So if you want to hear some good local talent, go out there tonight. They'll have uh, open mic night. So uh, cold beer and uh, all kinds of different uh, pirate beverages over at the Buck. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Josh Moylan joins us coming up on the other side to recap his phenomenal year and ECU's great season that came to an end at the hands of Virginia and the Cavaliers moving on to Omaha. We'll see if Josh Moylan is still watching baseball or if he turned it off after the Pirates lost. Got that. And more coming up. Hour 2 Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor Program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. And Weak Internet joining us here on the show today. So we're not currently on Facebook and YouTube, but working to get that resolved. Big news of the day. Harold Varner III and his wife Amanda have made uh, what is called on ECUPirates.com a transformational investment 
to the Pirates Unite campaign for comprehensive excellence. Uh, that was announced by Ryan Robinson today. I uh, have not seen a dollar figure, but transformational sounds like a lot. So uh, thank you to a great pirate, Harold Varner III, getting it done on the Live Tour. And will he be participating in the U.S. Open this week? Nobody knows the answer to that. So I will have to find that out on my own um, as the U.S. Open coming up this weekend in L.A. All right. uh, Joining us in the Pirate Radio studios, Josh Moylan. Josh, do you play any golf? Have we talked to you about that? Uh, I don't really play much, obviously, during the year, but I do like to golf. uh, I'll go over the summer a little bit. But, uh, yeah, my dad likes to golf, so I go with him a lot. Does the golf swing, does your baseball swing affect your golf swing and vice versa? Like, does it, can you kind of split up the two so that you don't get messed up when you're in the batter's box? See, I don't think it affects it very much, but I know uh, Coach Godwin is not a fan of fast <laughs> golfing. He he doesn't think it uh, it helps the swing, and I know my dad is not a fan, so that's why I uh, don't do it during the season. There you go. Good stuff. Josh Moylan joining us, uh, coming off a great year and a great year for the Pirates as well, and uh, Josh, I guess we'll talk about what happened most recently on the field. Some good and some not so good. Some things didn't go your way. But, man, how about two beatdowns of Oklahoma? That was a lot of fun, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, those were the fun uh, the fun two games we played there. But, yeah, I mean, the, I thought the whole weekend, you know, we played we played good baseball games. It's just, you know, two games didn't go our way, and that just sucks that it's end of the year and end of the season. But, yeah, those two games against Oklahoma, I thought our, our offense especially, we were we were dominant. I wasn't there, Josh. Heard it through the TV. It sounded almost like a home game at Clark LeClaire. Obviously not quite as loud, uh, but you had uh, a lot of the, the same things going on that Friday night against Oklahoma. What was that like to play on a different field and have home field advantage? It was pretty cool. I mean, uh, even even the early before the Virginia game, our fans were out there packing it. But definitely in those uh, those two Oklahoma games, you could tell. I mean, it was it was pretty crazy. We had purple gold chants going on. We had the jungle kind of set up in their bleachers and left. And it did feel just like a home game for those uh, those two against Oklahoma. But give it to those Virginia fans; they were pretty good uh, in the two we played them. I saw uh, your family Ellery put out a video of tailgating with the Moylans, and so you uh, you have you're from the Maryland area right mm-hmm. uh did you have a lot of friends and family there to see you in charlottesville uh yeah i actually had a bunch of uh guys i used to play travel ball with and some old travel ball coaches come and then obviously my dad uncle my grandparents were there and then uh yeah i mean I, great showing from uh my support staff there and then obviously they were they fit right in with those pirate fans and then uh the saturday one of the best games of the year just pure baseball games uh, two to one and you see two to one and, and call it a pitcher's duel and we talked to Mully last week. It was it was that, but there was a lot of solid contact on both sides. There was Hoover did a Dikembe Matumbo and brought a ball back in, which was awesome. So uh some solid defense, some balls hit right at guys, just uh a two to one game that was a great baseball game, pretty smooth baseball game that just didn't go your way. Yeah, I mean it, it was exactly that. It was a great game. I mean, both sides barreling balls up. Obviously, I mean, we had some more that got caught than they did, but no, it was great. I mean, like I said, I mean, I think our offense the whole weekend was great. It's just we didn't have those kind of hits that were falling in, and they did. And I mean, that's how the game of baseball goes. But I mean, obviously, I don't want to don't want to hang my head after the season. But I thought it was great the whole weekend from our guys. And we'll talk to Cliff Godwin about this at five o'clock. But uh, some heroic pitching efforts throughout the weekend for your guys as well. Garrett Saylor was coming off his best performance as, as a Pirate in Clearwater, comes back. Uh, and throws a gem against Virginia. And then how about the young lefty, Zach Root, 
the only run he allowed was a guy he struck out who got on base yeah. with the, the ball got by the catcher uh but how about you you had a veteran you had young guys you had everybody in between really stepping up on the mound for you guys yeah i mean they've they've been great all year and then it was awesome to see root go out in that kind of environment and hostile environment and go out and just handle it like he's been there before and you know, I, I thought that was really awesome. I knew he was going to have a good day when I saw him sliding off the mound to make that bump play. Oh, first. man. I was like, oh, man. This, Beautiful. He's, uh, he's locked in today. But, yeah, I mean, G's been in spots like that before, and he went out and did what he's done in all those spots as he has before. And, you know, Root going out there and all our bullpen guys just coming in and, and getting out when we needed it. But I, I thought the whole year and especially this past weekend, pitching was great. Josh Moylan joining us. Josh, uh, what kind of temperament does Root have? Was he – we were talking about this before the game with some guys around the table and and this is what we do while y'all are out there playing we speculate on what's going on in your brains so we're like root's got to be nervous and then another guy be like no nah, it's house money man he's having fun he's a freshman so what like i don't know what did you see in his eyes what kind of guy is he taking the ball his biggest game he's ever pitched in uh, what was he like before that game i mean he's always he's always pretty even keel you can't really tell if he's nervous or or if he's locked in he's always just kind of the same guy but i don't know there was a look in his eye that day where he i knew he was dialed in i mean just like you said i mean he's sprinting off the mound making a play like that i mean he, you got to be locked in to make a play like that and I mean, he the whole year, every time he's been out there, things could be going bad or they could be going great, and you really can't tell with him. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty big out of a freshman to be able to handle a situation like that. How about your temperament? You're a cool customer up there now. Has has that changed for you since, like, your freshman year when you're playing in a regional? Like, do you do you feel any different? Do you look back and say, man, I was a nervous wreck, or have you always been pretty cool up there? I mean, I like to think I've always been pretty cool. I think if you ask Coach, he might, uh, <laughs> freshman year, he might say I was uh, a little out of sorts in the box when it was getting a little crazy but but yeah i mean i i've i mean we've talked about it before i love the crowd noise i love when the crowd's getting fired up whether it's a hostile environment like it was there or whether we're in front of our home crowd but yeah i like the i like to think uh i'm always pretty even keel and that's taken that's taken three years of, of playing in front of a huge crowd to really get used to it and you you seem pretty cool you get down and i don't know how many times josh how many times have you taken a strike outside of the the black that you didn't like this year I swear, it's like one per AB. Yeah, there's, there's been a good amount. It, it's funny. I mean, I used to really let that get to me. Yeah. And now it's just kind of like I almost expect there to be one and that bad. We kind of see it in your face when you're up there. You're like, well, there's that one. Yeah. I knew it was coming. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely – I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty close to probably one and that bat where I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, just getting used to that's kind of it's kind of part of the game. Yeah, and uh, you handled it uh, certainly well. Big year for you. So now – the obvious question is, what's next? We'll start with this, Josh. What are you up to now uh, this summer? What are you doing? Yeah, just staying in shape and working out. I was I was up at the field earlier, got some swings in, took some ground balls. They just had a tournament going on at the field, so I had to wait yeah. for that game to finish up, and then I got out there. But, yeah, I mean, just staying in shape and, and seeing kind of how this workout schedule, some pro teams is going, and then uh, we'll see from there. Had uh, the Canes and the Dirtbags play yeah. in at Clark LeClaire today. Did you uh, play showcase baseball? Who did you play with? Uh, so I played I played with a local team all the way up until I think the fall before I came here. And then I actually played with the Dirtbags in uh, Jupiter, Florida for uh, a tournament there and a couple other ones. But yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty cool to see the Dirtbags out there in some camo. You got some future uh, Pirates out there today. So that was uh, oh, cool yeah. to see. All right. So uh, you said you're working out uh, some pro teams. You have uh, some some scheduled dates to to get with those guys uh yeah i got one lined up coming up this wednesday that's with uh the tigers so i'm i'm pretty amped up for that and then 
we'll see kind of moving towards this draft we'll see uh i'm sure some more will pop up but you know i really don't know anything up until uh those last probably week week and a half before uh the big day so are you open to returning if things don't go your way in the draft oh yeah i mean if things don't work out i I would love to come back and play here again i mean what's there not to not to want to come back and play for i mean want to you know another crack at trying to get to omaha and then obviously to play in front of these home fans is is awesome so yeah i mean i'm definitely open to coming back if things don't work out but uh with your numbers this year and the way you performed and the uh, these teams try to project your future uh you are going to have an opportunity will likely get drafted so if if things go right for you uh, we could see you playing pro ball next year yeah, I mean it's it's always been a always been a dream of mine to do it and to see it really come uh, coming up right in front of me is, is pretty cool. But yeah, I mean I, I had a great season and obviously you know winning I, I like being on a winning team and I know teams like seeing somebody who can win. So we'll we'll see with that. Josh Moylan joining us. Josh, uh, looking at your numbers, three hundred two. I still look at batting average. I know a lot, I might be a dinosaur in that. Uh, Fifteen home runs and seventy RBIs leading the team in those categories. Uh, how many triples this year? Two triples again, yeah, showing off the go. wheels. So you were one away from uh, tying the team lead in triples for the second straight year. Um, when you look at those numbers, uh, slugging percentage at five eighty seven. Anything stand out to you? Like, do you? before season set goals and and did you accomplish those goals it's funny i mean i used to really sit down and kind of set like number goals for the season and honestly this year my only goal was just gotten we've talked about it before just gotten have fun again and that's i mean that's what i did yeah it's easy to have fun when it's a good season but even when things weren't going great at the beginning of the year i was just enjoying it more and i think the crazy thing to me is kind of the the 70 rbis i really didn't realize i had that many up until kind of the end of the year i think Carlos, our media guy, brought it up to me, and he's like, "Man, you, you know, you got a lot of those this year." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, yeah, I don't know." And then I looked, and I'm like, "Oh man, I, I really do." But yeah, that, I mean, that was kind of crazy to me. The 70 RBIs. Uh, some big numbers for Josh Moylan. It's got you for five errors. I got to say, I don't remember those, Josh. Well, I, I know one was a throwing error, which was kind of crazy. I threw the ball to third, and it sailed. Into oh the yeah. But then, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. One, one or two of those might be a uh, discretion kind of guy in the booth call, but who who knows? I mean, I don't really get too caught up in that. One thing uh, pro scouts will like, though, is your defense, and uh, you have turned into a heck of a defensive first baseman, and I'm trying to remember now all the games run together, but you made a big play to save a run. I think diving, you were the only guy on the right side of the infield made a play in the Virginia game, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but plays like that, plays over at first, like you – and I'm not saying you were a bad defensive player when you got here, but now it kind of stands out that you are, a, I think, a plus defender. Is that is that do you get that feedback from other people? Yeah, I mean, I I've had guys bring it up to me, and Coach Palumbo has always talked to me about it, just continuing to focus on the defensive side of the game because you know you might have a day where you're over three at the plate, but you can change a game defensively. And, yeah, and that yeah, it's been a big focus for me, especially these last two years. Now that I'm in a little better shape, to to really try to play some great defense and. Coach G's brought it up to me. You know, we've come a long way. He told me freshman year that we really needed to work on it, and now he's he's out there calling me an elite defender. His words. So, coach, if you're watching, those are your words. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's pretty crazy to see the evolution of that. Talking to man, I wish we were on YouTube so you could put elite defender uh, on <laughs> under your name, Josh Moylan, joining us in the Pirate Radio Studios. Josh, uh, first time I've talked to you since Clearwater. Man, what was that run like? Losing the first game and then knowing what you had to do to 
to get all the way to that championship how, how dead were you guys uh on that sunday oh it was pretty crazy coach brought up to us i think it's the first time a team's ever lost the first game and made it to the championship so that was i mean that was cool obviously we're like to win the last yeah. game there who knows it might change things but but yeah i mean it was awesome down there it's just uh two straight weeks down there playing usf and and then playing the week there it was it was warm and i know guys were you know starting to get tired towards the end there but but yeah it was a great run and i i enjoyed it a ton you had delays you had extra inning games you had the get out of the losers bracket just a crazy week in clearwater then you uh, you get home you find out your pairings um i don't know do you guys talk about when the announcement is made virginia army oklahoma did you guys uh, what did you think about where you were located there yeah i mean we we knew it was going to be a good one you know obviously virginia is a great team they're going to college world series now but yeah yeah i mean we were fired up i mean we we didn't really care where we were going we just knew we were gonna have to go somewhere and win some baseball games and i know everybody was fired up we weren't really obviously it stinks so we weren't hosting but you know going somewhere i mean it's a place we're familiar with played some fall scrimmages there and everything and played them in a regional before but it was here but i mean yeah it was cool all the guys were fired up and you know it just stinks the way it turned out man that that teal guy's a menace i'm not a fan if i was a virginia fan he might be my favorite player but i'm not so i don't like him but he is awesome he's great how about nick parker what is it about that guy that uh cools off the pirate bats i mean he (laughs) He does have the ability. I mean, he throws all of his pitches in the strike zone, and he mixes well. There's no real fastball counts. You know, traditional pitchers, you're up 2-0. You're like, all right, I'm getting fastball here. Even 3-0, you think you're getting a fastball. But, yeah, I mean, he kudos to him, man. It's two times. The last two times he's pitched against us, he's pitched deep into a game and pitched really well. So, I mean, he knows – I guess he knows how to get us out more than we know how to hit him well. So, uh <laughs> You know, shout out to that guy. He pitched real well. He has been a menace. Uh, Virginia, I mean, I, I said it when we played them. I, I don't know if I underrated it. They look like a team that, that could win it all. Just that no really weak spots in their order. They've got the uh, tall, giant, power forward center guy that comes into pitch. Like, they, they've got some pieces. Yeah, I mean, they're a solid team, and they're they're really well coached. I know Coach knows their coach pretty well, and he, he's a solid coach. And, I mean, they have some, some star power in that offense. I think they're top – top four guys or i mean all possible draft guys and they're i mean they're a solid team they play defense they hit the ball and their pitching staff was great against us so i mean i could definitely see them make it a run josh moylan joining us pirate radio studios got a few minutes uh, to go with josh if you want to get in a question you can get one in on twitter uh josh what was your take on the josh grows uh jacob starling sandwich handoff in clearwater that was a, a whole mess. And, and I knew it as soon as he came out of the dugout with something in his hand, I knew we might be in some trouble. And then when I saw the umpire see it, I knew we were really in trouble. But, uh, yeah, the whole time I'm on deck, I don't even think you can see me in the video, but I'm sitting there. Like, oh, <laughs> Shaking man. your head. I'm like, oh, man. And then I saw them meet up, and I knew exactly what was happening. But, look, we're, I mean, we're just out there trying to have fun. Yeah. And, it, and it stinks. There's rules against that. And, you know, I'm sure it's for the right reason. But, what I mean – it's tough having a guy thrown out of a game and having to miss the next one because he's trying to have some fun celebrating a home run. And at that time, well, that was early. That was the first run of the game. So it was mm-hmm. two to one, but ECU took a lead and Groves, I told him about it. He was like, for most of the game, wasn't a big deal. It was just kind of ridiculous. Like, what did I get myself into? This is crazy. And then the game got tight. You end up losing the game. He was like, well, dang, I, I hurt the team. Like, it went from kind of a funny thing to crap i could have affected the outcome of this game so uh i guess lesson learned but boy they are stickler for those rules yeah it's tough and uh 
I mean, who knows if, if we even would have used them there or, or how it all would have panned out. But, yeah, it was definitely tough. You know, at first everybody was, like, kind of laughing about it, like, oh, he just got thrown out for that. And then just like you said, late in the game, we're like, oh, man, we could probably use him here. Uh, we saw a lot of Cam Clonch towards the end of the year. And, Josh, if you do move, move on, get drafted, and go play professional baseball, uh, I guess would he be the guy behind you at first base? I mean, I would I would think so. I mean, I don't know what we have coming in as far as right. first baseman, but – I mean, Clonch's a heck of a ball player. I mean, and and he's a guy that's not going to get cheated up there. You'll you'll see him take three big swings and his that bat, and he runs into one. Chances are it's going pretty far. So, I I mean I I'm pretty comfortable with Clonch playing there, and I I know coaches. So we'll uh, we'll see how it works out. And you want to leave a place better than you found it, and and this machine keeps going with Cliff Godwin at the helm. And and Josh, if that is it for you, uh, you know how do you feel about the the program? When you if if you come back, uh, we're gonna have an awesome year next year. If you leave, we still hope to have an awesome year. You know what I mean? Uh, just the the uh, machine keeps rolling here in Greenville. Yeah, I think it's exactly that. I mean, coach has been doing it for I think what's he been here eight years now? I think some. Or, wow. Yeah, around that I year so. nine. But uh. Yeah, I mean, coach. Every year, we do such a great job of you know building guys who other teams might not see as the as the top guy or a, or a top recruit. But we, I mean, the guys work so hard every day. You get the most out of everybody here, and <clears throat> coach has a way of, of getting the most out of everybody. I mean, you look at a guy like Lane Hoover played here yeah. five years, and you're not looking at Lane Hoover thinking he's a he's a world beater. But that guy goes out and plays great baseball, and that's I mean, that's, uh, we build a whole lineup off that of guys who can just go out and, and get what needs to be done for the team. Speaking of who had that opposite field single to load the bases against Virginia, 7-3 to three game, and you got the guy you want up, Starling, against the lefty, and, man, did he just miss it? Did he just get under that ball? Oh, yeah, he, had, he just missed enough of it where we weren't celebrating. But I was off the bat. I was like, oh, man, I'm sitting dug <laughs> out. I start creeping towards the front, and then I, I saw the guy kind of move under. I'm like, oh, man, but – Man, yeah, he, he put some good swings on it all weekend. Yeah, y'all, uh, y'all did a good job to make it interesting there late, and uh, one swing away from a whole new ball game tying that up against the Virginia Cavaliers. So, Josh, uh, do you know what is planned for Wednesday? What do the uh, the scouts and everybody want to see you do out there? Are you gonna like BP field, kind of the norm? Yeah, it's kind of just a pretty much a workout scenario where it's gonna be. BP, some ground balls. I think I'm actually taking some at third base, which will be cool. I did that okay. during the year, but I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. And then even a little bit in the outfield. So uh, we're kind of showing it all off on, uh, <laughs> on Wednesday. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, uh, it, it should be pretty good. Yeah, you did a little Freddie Freeman this year over at uh, over at third, and again, uh, two triples, one stolen base. So make sure those uh, scouts see your speed when you're out there on Wednesday. Well, I think there's a sixty, so I'll, I'll be able to show it off a little bit, but uh, we'll see. Good deal, good deal. I wonder if they. I, I assume they they're going to ask you those stupid questions they ask the NFL draft prospects. So maybe with all the dumb questions we've asked you here. Uh, I could prepare you for the questions you might be getting this week. We'll see. I don't know what they're going to ask me, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm pretty well prepared. We've, uh, <laughs> we've covered just about everything, so uh, I don't think anything's going to catch me off guard. It's been fun uh, talking to you, Josh, and you're you seem pretty comfortable doing this. Like you're, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, you're uh, you're ready for the interview circuit when you uh, <laughs> make it big and, and all that. How about um, life after baseball, Josh? After a long baseball career that's ahead of you. Uh, what are your future plans? You got any right now? Not really sure right now. I mean, obviously, I want to finish school. If I do go this year, then I'm I'm going to finish my degree and, and see where that takes me. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's a long way from now that I'm yeah. deciding what I want to do. But but who knows? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll figure something out. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. How close are you to graduating? 
Uh, I think I'm I'm on track for I guess my grade. So yeah. after not this fall, but next spring, I'd be uh, be graduating. Man, we're gonna if you do go, we're gonna miss uh, your uncle and the cutoff sleeves and all that. Like <laughs> I hope he can still make it to a game every now and then. Oh, we need to get another. I'm sure, you will. You got any Moylan cousins coming up that we can bring in? We'll see. I know I got some friends that I'm sure my uncle would happily support wearing a ECU jersey <laughs> with no sleeves, but uh, we'll we'll see. I'm sure he'll make some stops down. All right. Uh, good time for Baltimore sports. Lamar signed, ready to go, and the O's have 40 wins at this point in the season. The bad news is they're in the same division as the Rays. Uh, but how about 41 and 24 for the uh, the Orioles? You might have some postseason baseball to watch this year, Josh. Man, I hope. That place is awesome during the postseason. I can remember I went and I think Delman Young hit a double down the left. Yeah, line. you were at that game? And my dad was. I went to the series against the Royals that came up after. Ah. But my dad was there. He said the place felt like there was an earthquake going off. And then I went for the Royals and it's actually kind of crazy. Your Donna Ventura was pitching for them, you know, sadly passed away but it's pretty cool you know that that whole environment there and i'd never seen it like that it was the first time they've been good since i was born and yeah that place was crazy so i'd love to see some some postseason baseball there the delman young uh three run double is one of my favorite highlights to watch because the camera's like shaking Mm -hmm. everybody's going crazy and then they flash the young and he just has this like stone cold look like he's not smiling at all it's uh it's an awesome highlight though oh, yeah. um and hopefully uh these o's are fun got some oh, more yeah, highlights and i don't know maybe connor norby gets the call up we'll see. Yeah, that'd later be awesome. this year I'd, I'd love to see norbs uh you know make it up to the to the big leagues and obviously if he's playing in the postseason that'd be even cooler i'll definitely swing by and see him well josh i uh, enjoyed talking with you all year we'll uh we'll keep in touch and do it again down the road but appreciate you joining us on the delcor players lounge all year long been a lot of fun and heck of a year good luck this week and keep us posted on uh how the workouts are going i will i appreciate it all right, Delcor Players Lounge brought to you by Delcor 321-8868 starting to heat up, so make sure your AC is right and ready to go. Visit DelcorInc.com or give them a call, 321-8868. The service professionals will take care of you. Uh, we'll talk to Josh's teammate, Josh Gross, coming up on Tuesday's edition of Pirate Radio Live, and we got Cliff Godwin joining us here at 5 o'clock on today's program. More to go, Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have uh, real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRS. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. We'll talk to Brian Bailey here in just a moment. I'm still looking to see, and I assume he is, but it's Harold Varner III, part of the U.S. Open field. 
and if anybody knows the answer to that please tweet me and let me know as i search for his name for this upcoming u.s open out in los angeles uh joining us now on the pirate radio live line is double b brian bailey bb how you doing man not too bad how are you doing all right for a june had a bit of i don't know uh missing out on some ecu athletics over the weekend first uh weekend without ecu athletics for a long long time so had to uh to get over that quickly bailey and kind of turn the page to uh to next season to football to hoops to baseball but did you watch any of the college baseball or are you done with it after the pirates lose out no i like to watch it i i, I kind of enjoy just you know the interest that that the nation has you know it's, it's not march madness you know like basketball is a little bit bigger but you know, for baseball fans, and we see a lot of great baseball in Greenville with East Carolina and the schedule they play. So I've enjoyed watching uh, some of the Super Regionals. How about Virginia coming back, winning two uh, to knock off Duke and to advance to Omaha? We certainly thought they had the team to do it when they took down East Carolina a couple times, Bailey. They had their backs against the wall, but were able to get it done. Yeah, and I, I told a couple of people today, you know, I think that, that looks good for East Carolina because. You know, the Pirates pitching staff, you know, they, they held their own against one of the best, you know, hitting clubs in the country in those two games. So I, I don't think, you know, the Pirates can hang their heads at all. But uh, they knew going up there it was going to take, a you know, a little bit of an extra effort to knock off Virginia and Charlottesville. And they would have taken that. But, but yeah, if you look at what happened in the Duke game, uh, the first game, Virginia almost won that one on a walk-off at the very end. But then they were able to – they just dominated the game, team two and team three. And no matter the sport, uh, we love an underdog. We love the Cinderella, and we have one of those as well. Oral Roberts getting in uh, the College World Series as a four-seed, Bailey knocking off Oregon. Yeah, and that's, that was a and that was a big surprise, I think, to some that were looking at it. But I, I read some more information about it, and they really thought that was probably the most even bracket and Apparently, several riders out there had picked Oral Roberts to go through and win that thing. So, uh, you know, that, that's 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 something to see a team do that in their regional and then come through in the Super Regionals as well. BB, Brian Bailey joining us as uh, East Carolina basketball. Um, we talked about it earlier, Bailey, because your buddy Todd Gibson, WNCN, had a story on Bobby Pettiford, and uh, we ran a few of those quotes uh, from Bobby earlier in the show. But that was a pretty good story about Bobby Pettiford returning home, saw the team get together last week for a meal and uh, get back on the practice court. So it's uh, early. It's not basketball season at all. NBA Finals wrapping up, but uh, good to see a lot of familiar faces back for that East Carolina basketball team and the newcomers in, including uh, Bobby Pettiford, who Gibby highlighted. And we're going to run that story. I think we're going to run it tomorrow. Gibby had talked to me about uh, us doing that story, and then he he put it out there, and then I talked to him this weekend. I said, hey, you forgot us. And he said, yeah, I didn't mean to. So we're going to probably run it tomorrow. There's a lot of stuff going on today with Harold Barner and that kind of thing. I think we're going to run it this time of year. You're looking to run anything you can. <laughs> and uh, I don't have you talked to anybody at ECU, Coach Schwartz, like anybody locally about Pettiford, about Cam Hayes, about a couple of North Carolina guys. You know, what kind of impact can it make for this basketball team? I think it can make a tremendous impact. I haven't talked to Coach, you know, since the end of the season, but I think, you know, you've, you've got to be ecstatic that, you know, and I think the only reason that the talk hasn't gotten, you know, just crazy is, is the fact that. That I, I, it's gotten swept under the rug somehow how good these guys are. If they had come out of high school and come to East Carolina, 
that's all we would have read about. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people realize just how good these players are, and we've said it all along. You know, in basketball, you only need you need a couple of really good players, and you can do something. And what Schwartz did last year with what he had, I mean, that, that showed a whole lot. And we might already have a couple good guys on the roster with Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton, Ezra Walker. Like you feel like you got some pieces there, and uh, you throw a couple more in, and, and we'll see what happens. Ezra also, I think the key. I think he's he, the sky's the limit for that guy. He's really good. Yep, just uh, got to extend that shot like Brandon did last offseason and uh, could turn into a complete player. He was awesome down the stretch, especially rebounding. Had uh, 20 rebounds in his last game against Houston, BB. So we need uh, we need more of that coming into this year. You mentioned Harold Varner III, a transformational gift um, to East Carolina Athletics. And is that uh, What's the dollar figure? Is that Brian Bailey money, Cliff Brock money? How much money, Bailey? Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> You'd have to say Brian Bailey money times a hundred or two hundred or three hundred or yeah. It's, I you know I haven't heard a definite figure, yeah. but, but I'm sure I'm I would guesstimate that probably you know in the million dollar range is what you're looking at for something like that. But it's um it, it's just a great gift and uh, you know Harold Varner, you know he, he he took some some you know like all the other guys that joined the Live Tour, I mean, he took a little bit of abuse about that, but. You know, I've talked to a lot of my friends and said, you know, if somebody offers you that kind of money to join that tour, I mean, it's hard to say no because that that changes your whole. You know, your family doesn't have to worry about anything for the rest of their life. Yeah, That's something most of us can't do. Yeah, I mean, it, it's easy to criticize it when you're not the one in that position, right? <laughs> but uh, most of it's probably jealousy anyway. That, uh, that they're not getting that money. But um, uh, we will gladly take uh, the Saudi money here at ECU, right, Bailey, I guess? Well, I think, you know, I think we're taking Harold's money. You know? We don't know where he got it from, but, you know, we just – most of them. <laughs> but, yeah, I just think that you know, when you look at, at at that kind of situation, I mean, I know there's there's more to it and there's, there's politics and that kind of thing. It's just hard, you know, not to look at, at, at what, what, what he did and, and – family and, and then whenever you know the pga tour decides to you know pop up and merge i mean now what do you got right yeah uh, he looks kind of smart about the whole thing i guess looking at it now talking to bb brian bailey on the pirate radio live line bailey 82 days away from ecu and michigan saw uh, circus sports drop their line today east carolina a 36 point underdog to the wolverines we'll talk some michigan football coming up with aaron mcmahon from ann arbor news and m live later in the week to figure out why these wolverines are uh, predicted to be so good this year but uh 82 days away bailey that, that's kind of a big number but it's going to fly pretty quick oh it'll go pretty quick i looked at it you know and i always say it the summers are long when the pirates you know don't go to a regional and it's so you know unoften that the pirates don't go to a regional they're always usually they're hosting one uh this time we had to travel but it cuts the summer out a little bit, but it's it's going to be before you know it. I mean, once August hits, you know, here we go. So enjoy June and July. Talked to Mike Houston last week on the show, and of course he's going to say he's optimistic about all the the people replacing the offensive production from a year ago. But and I have to take his word for it. He, but that, that's his job. That's uh, I asked him, has it been this dramatic before about losing so many pieces on offense and? 
He just said, hey, yeah, that's part of the deal. It's next man up. That's why we recruit. That's why they put in all the work, the hours, the scouting, all that. So he is confident that whoever is going to replace those guys from last year are going to be a, a productive offense just like they were a year ago. Well, that's easier said than done. Because <laughs> I tell you what, he's got a lot of work to do on that side of the football. But, yeah, I think he's got some pieces ready to go. And I, and I think he's going to have to have some, some other pieces. He may even have to have a piece come in through the portal. But uh, I, I think you know he, he's got some ready to go. Whether he can reload or not, that'll be the question. BB, uh, you had any meetings on Touchdown Friday? I don't know. I got an itch for some football, so I'm trying to, to get it, find it anywhere I can. You uh, you ready to go for a, another year here in a couple months? You said that I just finished typing my email that I typed to our marketing director and our general manager, and I said, hey. We still got money in the budget for those touchdown Friday shirts. <laughs> it's an institution. <laughs> Honestly, Bailey, it's like it's something we look forward to every year. We were talking about the Pirate Radio football kickoff party earlier today here, and uh, got that coming back in eighty days. We were talking about our pregame show, the the fifth quarter, and you talk about touchdown Friday. Like, those are uh, the, uh, touchdown Friday's an institution here, so uh, we got to keep that thing rolling, and uh, can't wait for another year. And looking forward to it again, and and I've said this a number of times, but I'm I'm very thankful for Ken Wallington that you know he hosts it whenever I'm not here, and I'll be gone at least I think it's three or four games. Yeah, uh, traveling with the Pirates, so uh, he'll take over those. But but we we kind of keep an eye on what's going on. He was on there the other day trying to figure out the first week schedule, so we still got a long way to go. But he was already figuring out the first week schedule, so. It's really a team effort, for sure. Good stuff. BB, uh, what do you guys have coming up? WNCT Channel 9 this week. What kind of uh, sports stories you got out there? We got the Big Rock. The Big Rock oh, yeah. Holland tournament's going on. and You know, it's a little far for us, but we do a, you know, Arch Station does a great job. They, they send a live truck down there and reporters down there, and we get video of all the Marlins that come in, and uh, it's, a, it's a really big week for the folks in Moorhead City, and we like being a part of that. I'm gonna try to go down one day later this week, but uh, it's it's a it's a big week of fishing down in Moorhead. BB, good stuff. Thanks for joining us today, man. Have a great week, and uh, we'll talk more sports with you next week on Pirate Radio Live. Sounds good. Thanks. There is Brian Bailey enjoying his summer. The Brian Bailey Show, looking to return uh, later on this fall when football rolls around. We'll take a break. Come back. Get ready to wrap up hour number two of today's show. Cliff Godwin going to join us coming up at 5 o'clock. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. I was down in New Amsterdam Staring at the yellow-haired girl Mr. Jones took up a conversation I am five You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. 
Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Cliff Godwin going to join us here in about 15 minutes. Stick around for that. If you have a question, you can get it in on Twitter. And I will pass that along to Coach Chandler Honeycutt here back inside the Pirate Radio studios. Chandler, um, ECU football just came to you and said, hey, man, we, we like what you're doing. You're very creative. We want you to design the jerseys we're going to be wearing at Michigan this year. So Michigan's going to be wearing their traditional uh, blue blue with the uh they call them maze pants i guess so we will have to have a white uniform so you go with white uniform and you can do whatever else you want to with the helmets the pants cleats what do you what are you suggesting i like the white on white look i know this is going to be boring i like the white on white look with the purple hats but don't want to go yellow pants definitely I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the white on yellow okay um not a fan there white on purple white on purple yeah i'll take that if but we you ha- prefer if we, if white we, if on we, white white on white i don't what? know if we ever had done maybe we have yeah oh yeah back in the uh shane carden days used to do white black black helmet yeah did that like quite those. a bit I, on the road at North Carolina, putting mm-hmm. up all those points. I feel like we had those. Maybe we had the all black. The, You're talking about the black helmet. I'm talking about on the road, Chandler. On the road. Well, on the road at Carolina, when we put up 55 against them, it was all black uniforms. Carolina wore all white uniforms with a uh, American flag in their logo. Ooh, listen. I think he's right. On Way that. to go, Chandler. Okay, I, I, was, I remember it was, all, this. it was all black at Carolina, and it was all black at virginia tech yeah okay maybe i'm thinking of state you're thinking of the the black hats white jersey black pants like that shane combo no but no nc state at nc state where bryce william had a touchdown lance Wright had a ridiculous catch in the end zone for a touchdown that was uh black on white on black yes okay that's what i was uh referring to you know what i'm going that's that's my final answer for the first game in, in in south bend South Bend. We're not play, South, we're playing Notre Dame. <laughs> not South Bend and Ann Arbor. I like the, uh, I don't know. I feel like we haven't seen that since the Shane Carden days. But I don't know. I kind of like the, I like, I like a good matchup, but I also like a good uniform matchup. You know? I feel like they're going blue on maize. We got all white. I think we should probably go all white just for even white tops. Or, yeah. I mean, white helmets or yeah. just. I, it's going to be hot. Noon kickoff. The white helmets will keep us cool. I mean, it, did you see LSU's got air conditioning helmets? They've it, got, doesn't, it, it doesn't shock me. They have AC unit helmets. There was a video on Twitter or somewhere. I'm surprised it hasn't popped off even more. But I believe I have seen that. I, it does not shock me, though. I mean, you could tell me LSU had anything, and I would be like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I say we wear the white helmets just because if we lose, we can blame the white helmets. Hey, you like, got a seventy-point loss coming either way, so you, we would have won this game if it wasn't for the white helmets. We would have pulled an App State. Yeah, if we if not for the white helmets. Yep. So I, I think and we you, were forced into be we we were forced to wear them. 
Oh, did they pull a navy and tell us what to wear? Yeah, it's oh. not a, not our choice. Not our choice. They pulled a navy and that's told how us, you play it. Told us what uniforms to wear. Navy is our daddy, and always scoreboard, <laughs> all sports. Um, our outfits. Navy is our and and thank you troops. I was about to say our dad is a veteran we our dad it. is a veteran and serves our country I, i'm proud of my dad thank you uh glenn earlier today on twitter let's do uh some twitter droppings let's see let me pull up uh griff big dog at griff pr you said if the temperature is above 80 you should be able to go shirtless in public including your job it was very hot in here at the time and i was dealing with some problems and i felt like i should be able to to drop the shirt who's stopping you nobody now that the video feeds off right so you ready well cliff just walked in I'm not gonna do it right now. <laughs> my point is i mean i i think if you want to go skins around here you can like i'm not gonna say anything to you i did go sleeveless one day the only thing if i had to sit in the same chair you did it'd be kind of gross exactly that, that sweat exactly that would be gross yeah but if you're just kind of walking around doing your own thing in your own room area like that's fine with me that's all i'm saying a lot of lunch meat i not how do y'all feel if i went shortless one day that's a lot i mean i still have on undergarments but i mean Y'all would not approve of that. I would not I approve of that. Any attention to it? You can't go Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> We're not going full Winnie. Established that you can you can go the other way. We're not going uh, Eddie the Bear. He had a fun. He had I a fun weekend. You, I don't know if you saw what Eddie was doing this weekend. What did he do? Uh, he was down in Florida. He was down in Destin, Florida. He was out in the ocean. Oh wow! Getting a little uh, beach there time. There was a black bear summer, summer break down there on summer break, enjoying the beach. Enjoying MTV the uh, spring break. Bring right. it. Back. It's not spring spring break i remember um god i have a memory of one of those shows on mtv during the summer and it had like east carolina students and a girl that worked at O'Cools. this was like what? when i was a kid but they were she was featured but they were on, down there it was like wherever they do their thing in florida right yeah. the mtv like summer Port break or, or yeah, whatever yeah. yeah but i i have that random memory anybody else when i tell you that i used to love spring break programming on mtv or summer break programming yeah dude yeah game changer it was awesome it was uh it, it raised us it did <laughs> during the summers no doubt all right um chan man what's up nothing how was your weekend you asked us earlier how was your weekend what did you do over the weekend by the way can i give a sh- shout out for uh, it's not a birthday um but i do want can i give an anniversary shout out mm-hmm I want to shout out Clip and Judy Brock. Happy 13th anniversary Thank you. to the Brocks. Appreciate it. 13 years. It's 13 crazy. years. That is insane. It's a long time. I was going for the Kanye reference. 18 years. 18 13 years. years. 13 years. <laughs> you had one of your kids. <laughs> She's got you for 13 years. <laughs> uh, thank you for yeah. saying that. Uh, this weekend, didn't do much. Did a little errands, but I was pretty lazy. I, I didn't do a lot. Squeeze play. Do they I squeeze played last night uh, and watched the end of the Oral Roberts game, end of LSU, and beginning of Texas Stanford. 
I was squeeze playing it. I introduced Dad to squeeze play this weekend, and I think it was the first time you had really had that game experience where you got like multiple screens and they bounce around. Um, and his mind was blown, man. It was a transformative experience for him. It it's was like awesome. seeing the lights for the first time, and he brought up a good point. Why don't they do this for the NCAA tournament? And I feel like they do. It's just not as well done. It's not as well done for basketball. Yeah. Well, now everybody has their own channel. There probably right. is a, a split screen thing. I don't. I'm not aware of it. But something like if There's they called it be. like half court or fast break or whatever they my thing it. is i've said it on this show they need to do it during so the I, regular season I would, during conference weekends i would love squeeze play they need to do it on um wait what are you talking about basketball baseball okay i'm talking about basketball I'm talking, now oh college basketball you do it on monday night tuesday night wednesday night and then saturday night Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, you have because that's when the most games are played, bigger conferences. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you go from game to game, have somebody in studio. Like I, I think they're missing out on that. Put it on ESPN Plus. I agree. They need to. Uh, they need to do that. I, I can just see you having a field day with that. Yeah, just like watching six college basketball. And we're not like asking like buzzer said, beaters and like you said, we're not asking for it every day. But you got to hit those those busy nights. Yeah, a red zone channel for college mm-hmm. basketball. Yeah. yeah. Squeeze play gets me fired up for red zone. All right, Cliff Godwin is here. Let's take a break. Hour three, Pirate Radio Live coming up. Got a question for Coach. You can get it in on Twitter. We're still working around some technical issues, which is why we're not on Facebook and YouTube. Shirley is trying to screw in her mic stand. Shirley just took apart her mic stand. That's the biggest, like, that's the craziest thing that's happened today. We've had our internet issues, but, like, (laughs) man, seeing that thing just fall over today, I was like, oh. It was like a crane went down in Studio B. It's like a boom crane. And it was in the middle of the chaos we were having earlier in the show. Shirley, you should be wearing your David Price construction hard helmet. (laughs) You should be. For safety. I'll get it for you. For safety. All right, we'll take a break. Cliff Godwin joins us after this. That's why every little thing I do never seems enough for you. This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Why she looks so sad and poor. I absolutely love her when she's You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection of outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here in the Pirate Radio studios, and we are joined by the head man for ECU Baseball, Cliff Godwin, to recap the season, look ahead at the offseason and next year as well. Cliff, uh, thank you for hanging out with us. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, a week removed from the season ending, and I'm curious, Coach, do you – 
how much baseball did you watch this weekend in the super regionals uh, i watched a little bit i watched game two a little bit of uva duke just because of coach mack and i was a little bit upset that they lost game one so i wanted to make sure that they got back on track which they did in flying colors they uh yeah. beat the crap out of duke twice so no offense <laughs> that they did <laughs> and they are heading to omaha saw uh Ryder giles pitch last night for kentucky against lsu and uh saw coach roselle uh walk to the mound as well and saw coach dietrich uh the previous week uh coaching his team out there at fullerton so i don't know everywhere you look you got a pirate flavor out there across we, the uh, we landscape do. uh funny story we're at the uh, conference tournament and I woke up one of the the nights at like 3 a.m. and couldn't go back to sleep. So I saw where Dietz uh, clinched uh, the uh, the regular season. So I shot him a text and he called me and, and I was like, and uh, he was having a good time because they had clinched. So it was midnight out in the west. Oh yeah, yeah, still early. Yeah, so it was funny. Uh, man, how would you, you? You were up at 3 a.m. in Clearwater. Did you ever sleep in Clearwater? Y'all were pretty busy down there. We were pretty busy. We spent a lot of time at the baseball field. Man. Uh, how uh you know how i don't know that did that long week affect the team at all in charlottesville no i thought we were fresh uh you know we took two days off from baseball so monday tuesday we didn't do any baseball stuff wednesday we were rusty here um and then thursday at practice we were bouncing around um and then friday during bp uh howard mccullough who is a longtime scout he came up to me and said hey you guys look fresh and i thought our guys really look fresh so that had nothing to do with it we played really well all weekend we just fell up a little bit short against uva who's one of the best teams in the country you are uh, an ECU guy, Eastern North Carolina guy. Do you take any pride in beating uh, Oklahoma just because of the name, the conference? Like, do you, when you, you beat them like you did, do you, you're like, hey, that's, yeah, that's well, us. That's, that's ECU. for you guys. That's for you oh, guys man. to talk about. Right. Uh, I, I mean, look, I don't care who we're playing. I just yeah. want to win baseball games. I mean, I'm looking at you got the schedule pulled up. 47 wins is pretty damn impressive. So, and, I, and that's not me. That's our players and our coaching staff. And um, we had a great season. Obviously, did not reach our ultimate goal. But when you set your goals as high as we do, as far as winning a national championship, trying to get to Omaha for the first time in school history, um, it sucks because a lot of people put a lot of time, effort, sweat, investment, and uh, you know our guys are, are hurt because we don't hold up a big trophy at the end of the year. I do want to ask you about some of the heroic pitching performances in Charlottesville. Garrett Saylor was coming off a performance, his best performance as a Pirate in Clearwater, and almost repeats it. Uh, does a fantastic job. So you've got the senior. You've also got the freshman, Zach Root, who goes out there, allows one run against, what, the top offense in the country, right? So yep. you had all that with your with Bill and, and everybody mixed in there. Just uh, some great pitching efforts against some really good hitting teams there. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a really tough offensive lineup to navigate when you're on the mound. Uh, the win, as you could tell, uh, that first game we're playing was blowing in. Um, Geloff's ball would have definitely been a home run, but, you know, Wilcoxon hit a ball I thought would have went out. Joey Breen's last at bat, I yeah. thought that ball would have went out. Um, so it was just a really hard fought game. And, you know, Ethan Anderson fisted a ball into right field with two outs, uh, which was a go ahead run. And, you know, they got a blue pit. We didn't. I mean, it was a really well played pit defensive um you know juggernaut so to speak and we got beat two to one and then i i really believed and it's not just coach speak when we were up two to one in the seventh inning i I thought that first home run was an f7 i didn't think he hit it that well um and it was a three-run homer i actually thought it was a pretty good pitch that landing again through i'm glad you said that we're watching it here i feel like an idiot because when the ball was hit we said all right we got out of it 
and then the camera and they kept going hey, you weren't the like, only one that felt like an idiot yeah good i'm glad to hear that now the one to center uh no, that, was, yeah, that was that was that was pretty good yeah question on that one did riley johnson know it was a home and, run? and hoover too okay yeah, all right that was why because where we were all the coaches were like get up somebody go get the baseball and um hoover said he could tell the sound and also he saw it hit above the wall and so did riley johnson yeah and uh it was weird watching because the announcers i mean and we had good announcers uh anish sharoff and who was the other devin Devin travis travis yeah yeah, who i recruited ucf really well, you I like hear, you didn't hear this story, so he, he didn't call me. You know when he committed to Florida State, so Ooh. that was the first thing uh, <laughs> he talked about. Uh, I which missed that. Obviously, it was water under the bridge. He's a great kid, played in the big leagues, really good player. Um, but he was just like, Coach. I'm, the first thing he said on the pregame stuff, "Hey, Coach, I'm so sorry." And I was like, "Hey, man, a long time ago." <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, long. But and they were great. And Travis, you could tell his passion for the game. He uh, loves it, but. They were not at the stadium, so they're missing everything. They called poor Riley Johnson, Jacob Jenkins, Coward, Hoover. But, you know, they didn't know his name because I didn't realize they weren't at the game. They weren't there, yeah. And um, so they were good, but they missed a whole lot and didn't couldn't tell us who was warming up and who was pinch running, who was in the game. But you know, you, you don't care about any of that stuff. Just something That's I just, noticed. Yeah. Yeah. you're dialed in <laughs> I, I was locked in uh i had to complain about something right that's the way it goes cliff godwin joining us so cliff we talked to josh moylan uh, a little bit earlier and he's obviously going to weigh his options now and told us that he's absolutely open to returning if the draft doesn't go his way but also it's his dream to play ball and if it does go like he wants uh, he could end up elsewhere and you've got i guess a few guys making decisions like that right yeah i, I would say josh moylan uh josh grows are probably the two main ones Justin Wilcoxon's probably in that mix a little bit. Um, a lot of uncertainty. This isn't uh, you know an easy time for college baseball coaches. With you got the draft looming, you've got incoming guys that possibly could get drafted. Yeah. You got the transfer portal. Uh, you got to send scholarship papers out July one. So really bad system. Uh, so anybody that you have on scholarship that's returning, you've got to send scholarship papers out to them by July one. So if you're renewing somebody's scholarship, you have to send those papers out. And then the draft is after that. July 17th so or uh-huh. 19th, whatever it is. So really bad system there, Clip. We need to – if you can work on the NCAA and just some – reorganizing some dates and stuff that'd be awesome all right i'll get on that but i remember when evan krasinski was drafted right before he started against texas tech remember so is there a happy medium like was that too early is it too late now like where would you to to me as long as it's before july 1 it'll never change though because it's all about money and mlb is actually saving money by backing the draft up because you're not having to pay players uh, earlier the service but also, years. Yeah. also now they've got it connected with the all-star game so that's why they've backed it up so they get more attention more media all that good stuff so i can't see mlb changing the uh, draft back to earlier i can't see that happening 10-4 cliff godwin joining us how about roster creation right now and then the puzzle that it is with transfers and everything as far as you got a lot of guys coming in right this year so we have you have to you have to protect yourself i mean i've told our team that we'll never be in a situation where we don't have enough talent and that's not look our job is to put a 
a really good product. It's not to have 70 players in the fall like some of these SEC schools have. Um, but we're going to have enough depth where if something does happen, we're going to have somebody that can play that position behind them. Yeah, Cliff Godwin joining us. Uh, you've had a few entries into the transfer portal at this point. Uh, we bring this up with you, Coach. How how, how are you going to address this? I'm, I'm interested in how you're going down this route here. <laughs> I want to know how how you plan to utilize it. How oh, how much are you looking into the I transfer? You were talking portal? about the guys that had left our program. You know, it's a lot of it is it's mutual. It's hey, look, you, you want to play more? Then I understand that. Then um, you know, most of them are going to have to go down a level from where East Carolina is. I mean, we're a top 10 program, in my opinion. So I think that's been pretty proven over the past few years. Uh, we will utilize it. We uh, have utilized it already. Uh, we've gotten one player. We'll probably get one or two more players um, because we're going to protect ourselves against the draft. All right, there you go. Cliff Godwin joining us. Got uh, questions coming in for Coach Godwin. If you'd like to get one in on Twitter, you can. Unfortunately, we're not on uh, YouTube. Cliff noticed, uh, Shirley, that we're running covers coming back into the show. Since we're not on Facebook and YouTube, you can play some real songs now if you'd like. Um, <laughs> Cliff thought that was me singing karaoke when we came back into the show. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, can you hang out another second? Yeah, All absolutely. right, we'll do that. We'll get to your questions and have more with Coach Cliff Godwin here on a Monday edition of Pirate radio live we got oh shirley's gonna load us up a real song so i'll hold it here um coach if you were singing karaoke tonight what would you sing oh wow clip you you just i'm not really good with names of songs um i i don't know you know maybe a little journey all right well, the last time you were on the show, you did mention you dropped uh, the climb was your motivational song. <laughs> that is right. You yeah. could do the climb. No, by I Miley just said Cyrus. I got into the uh, what the cryotherapy at Young's. I, I yeah. played the climb. Yeah, it, it helped me motivate myself to get through that two and a half minutes of freezing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Molly. All right, Shirley, what do you got? All right, there we go. We'll take a timeout. Come back. More to go. Cliff Godwin. After this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday with Cliff Godwin, little Anthony Kiedis, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Thank you, Shirley, for that. I'm a, I'm a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Big time. All right, Cliff. Uh, uh, Coach Godwin, ask okay. him about the uh, the Under the Bridge story. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like a terrible if, story. If you really want to run, you know, run out of the building just screaming, just ask him for that story. All right. Let's uh, talk baseball. <laughs> Questions uh, coming in on Twitter, Coach. Yeah. Now you say where where is this question? I wanted to ask you. You you talk about doing it the right way. What is the right way to you when your team does it the right way? What do you mean by that? 
that we work hard we do things right in the classroom um, we develop guys like Joey Brini and Justin Wilcoxon in our program and others, Lane Hoover, um, guys that are not necessarily the most highly touted recruits. Um, Alec Burleson falls into that mix. I mean, he wasn't highly recruited. Um, and then we get some highly touted recruits and develop those guys like Gavin Williams. And um, those guys obviously were good, could have signed professionally and then, you know, get here, develop. Um and hopefully Gavin's in the big leagues pretty soon. So I think he's ready. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looks ready. No doubt about that. All right. Um, what is your message to recruits when selling them on ECU? What are the main things you talk to with recruits? Um, well, I, I think now we've been here long enough. We don't really have to sell them. We just tell them who, who we are, what we um you know do on a day-to-day basis i mean look i the one thing i tell recruits if you don't like working hard don't come here that's the one of the first lines because they'll be miserable um you know we're going to work hard in the classroom we're going to work hard in the weight room we're going to work hard on the field we're going to work hard out in the community um it's time consuming but you can't sustain what we've sustained here over the past specifically the past five years um without working hard in my opinion so um, we don't have a bunch of guys running around that are getting $200,000 of NIL money um, playing a position. So we've got to develop. We've got to work hard. We've got to get the right guys. Um, and then everybody's got to be bought into a team concept. And, you know, this year I thought we got as, most, as much out of our guys as a collective unit as any team that we've ever had here. And um, that's a credit to the guys, the coaches, um, Coach Knight, Coach Palumbo, uh, Coach Bortles, our support staff, Blake Carter, Gree, Heath Black. Blackman, uh, Dennis Wilson, uh, everybody has their hand and everybody's invested. That's the cool thing. I mean, William Helms, student manager, been here for four years. And after the UVA game where our season ended, he's crying uncontrollably to the point of like everybody's consoling him, but just what this place meant to him and what his emotions. Somebody sent me a video. He's in the bullpen when we were the visitors and the bullpen's on there and he's waving the runners around just so aggressively and he's in the bullpen. So the passion of everybody, you know, Easton Daly, Greenville guy, went to Greenville Rose, student manager for four years, going to be a graduate manager for two years, and so invested to the point sometimes like, Easton, don't don't yell at the umpire, okay? All right, like, <laughs> hey, we need you to stay in the game here. Um, so it, it's really cool to see, and yes, it sucks to see anybody cry, but just the emotion and, and what those guys have invested into our program. Awesome that they were honored on senior day this year, and, and that same day, Lane Hoover's little sister was announcing to the play yeah. like just little stuff like that and it's not little stuff but stuff like that kind of i think separates these guys i hadn't been to a lot of baseball programs coach but like i don't know some it's a real family atmosphere that it's a hundred it's a hundred percent of family atmosphere and we tell recruits that you're going to be a part of the family and hoover sailor and spivey you know whatever if they're you know a couple might have a chance to play professional baseball if not like to come back around i mean you know down at clearwater matt bridges and cam colmore were there just seeing those guys i didn't get a chance to speak to them but charlie jorgen was at the uva regional so uh just so many guys when they come back it just means the world to me all right uh switching gears coach you've got a lot to worry about with your your players and your team but but here's another what are your thoughts on the gambling stuff that came up this season in college baseball and and all sports it's becoming more readily available is that something you talk to your team about 
Well, I, I didn't think I was going to have to talk to our team about it that much. I mean, of course, we educate them. Um, Alex Ketty comes in, our compliance director, at the beginning of each year, talks about how it's illegal to gamble. Um, the one thing that helps us being the state of North Carolina is not legal yet. So that makes it a, a little bit easier. But as you and I know, I mean, back when I was in college, there were bookies on campus. So, I mean, you can bet if you want to. But the stuff coming out, of college baseball this year was really scary. I mean, you had the Alabama situation. Yeah. You also had the stuff at Cincinnati. And, you know, you really don't think it, it hits home until something like that happens. And then it's like, hey, fellas, hey, let's make sure that we're not doing stuff like that. So um, definitely eye-opening. And, you know, that's something that we'll have to educate our guys on each and every year. Uh, here's a good question. Will Cliff be back next year? Yes. All I right. mean, hey, I mean, is, are people worried about that again this year? We're always worried about it, Coach. We're always worried about you leaving us. And uh, I'll say, I don't know if we're worried, but it's reality. Teams are probably going to come after Jeff Palumbo again. I mean, that's the sign of a good program, Yep, right? yep, yep. So, so um, I mean, there's people that have interest in all of our assistant coaches because of the success we had. So, uh, we do compensate our assistants really well. And um, that's one thing that we got to continue to do so we can – keep the continuity of our staff yeah i was thinking well i'll see in roselle and dietrich on tv i was like well where's austin Knight gonna be coaching in three years from now yeah hopefully well, here hey, but... our fans didn't think i made the right hire last year so now people are trying to hire him so i guess you know, uh, it's a game, game to game yeah, coach yeah, sometimes game we're game. ready to get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> and that hidden coach is terrible wait terrible <laughs> terrible <laughs> hitting coach that yeah, guy yeah. Yeah. Uh, cliff Cowan joining us uh here on the show today so coach uh how about this i wanted to ask you about wilcoxon too and you know this better than anybody but i remember reading off the number of games and innings to travis watkins that wilcoxon played this year when we talked to watkins and kind of had a flashback like man that's a lot of innings that's <laughs> and that guy is a freaking warrior and just got beat up i remember even in the the super regional he's getting balls fouled off on him and everything like what what a warrior that guy is to, to catch as much as he did this year yeah absolutely i mean look uh mccrystal getting hurt a couple times uh, didn't help you know the workload i mean that wasn't the plan going in but uh the one thing i would say is uh, j-dub has worked extremely hard in the weight room and he's physical um you know it's never easy catching double header especially not a double header after you know, I think it was a 13-inning game. So, uh, you know, his maturity physically, uh, but also mentally, allowed him to to manage that as good as he could. I mean, look, in the championship game on Sunday, I could tell he was gassed, but he recouped and, and caught really well in the regional. A couple of questions about some Pirates. Uh, one of those, Dixon Williams. What do you see as far as his future at ECU? Where, where does he fit in? Yeah, Dixon's got a chance to be special player at East Carolina, and uh, I can say this because I've said it to him, but you know, the consistency of his mental preparation is going to be the key for him to be out there every single day, whether that's at second base, third base, outfield. I mean, he's very versatile because he's super athletic. I think this summer's big for him. Um, he, he looks to be playing well um, in the couple games he's played up in the Cal Ripken League so far. Um, most of the time, those guys go off and play in the summer, and if they didn't get a chance to play a lot as a freshman, they come back and they, they know what to expect. They've seen everything that 
we can throw at them, so to speak, and it just seems to slow the game down. But Dixon's got a chance to be super special, and you know we just want him to be a little bit more consistent with that mental preparation. I always think about Burley, his first summer ball season where he was like the Babe Ruth of yeah. the Cal Ripken, mm-hmm. I believe, league. Yep. And, and that's probably a special circumstance, but he just never stopped hitting after that. Like, I don't know if well, a light turned on. Or... Well, you got to go back to his freshman year. A lot of people don't realize. I mean, he was hitting the middle of the lineup. Uh, we played North Carolina the second weekend. He hit some balls hard, and then he kind of mentally started spiraling down a little bit. Then he had his appendix taken out, mm-hmm. which it took him longer to come back from the appendix as a hitter than it did as a pitcher. Then we threw him into the rotation. He was closing. We threw him into the rotation. He was Then he was our Saturday pitcher as a freshman. and But then he started hitting, and I think him and Turner Brown were hitting like 7, 8, or 8, 9, and they would like talk – themselves up about being the best eight nine guy in the country and they yeah. were good man like they were really good and they carried us down the stretch um and really lengthened our lineup and yeah he went off and played great the summer but to me i i mean you can ask i go i i told him in the fall he was like who's the guy to watch i was like well alec burleson hitting our three hole he goes who's alec burleson like that freshman fall he was a monster. Yep. He still is. Yeah. Uh, and with the St. Louis Cardinals now. Uh, question here. Do you see Starling in a leadership role next year? What kind of guy that, does he have the, the leadership capabilities? What kind of guy is he kind of away from? Yeah, Star can do whatever he wants. He has a great personality. Sometimes he doesn't show it. Um but he can be a three seven five student if he wants. He can be one of the best players in the country if he wants. I thought this year he did such a better job of being consistent and maybe not some of the bigger games, so to yep. speak. I yeah. mean, everybody talked about like those big moments that he had. But right. this year, I mean, you look at his body of work, and even with uh, a little bit of a nagging back injury late in the season, man, he put together some really consistent ABs and uh, he had more freebies and strikeouts he can hurt you with a home run he can steal a base he can play really good defense so he definitely can be a leader if he wants to be and man did he just miss that one yeah the bases he just loaded? missed it just missed it mm. for sure yeah all right uh, also was asked about Parker Bird how about Parker as a uh, a pirate player how, how is he coming along coach he's coming along I mean look this isn't uh, you know this isn't an easy road it's not a short path it's uh, unheard of it's road. unheard of yeah. and um, of course, Parker wants it to happen tomorrow, and he's working that way. But I think he's continuing to figure out how to run with that prosthetic and and just maneuver and um, getting that leg stronger and just figuring out how the swing works with the prosthetic. So um, we got time, you know, and uh, I, I'm not counting him out for sure. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a day by day thing. And, uh, you know, we got to keep getting him better. Coach, people love talking schedules. Um, any scheduling of an additional ACC, SEC team or Coastal, Coastal Carolina, any, I don't know, any new teams coming on the schedule that you're thinking um, about? Uh, Coach Dietrich coming to the uh, Keith LeClaire class. Fullerton, awesome. Yep. yep. I'm trying to think of new new stuff. Um, you know, we're still playing Carolina that second weekend um, series, so uh, we'll try to find a pro park. So it'll be one game in Chapel Hill, one game in Greenville, one game at a pro park. Uh, still playing NC State uh, home and home. Um, I think Duke one time, UNCW home and home, Campbell home and home. So another really strong schedule. And then you got the new teams coming into the conference, which if they'd have been in a conference this year, it would have had a higher RPI Really, if so, those teams had have been in there. But as you know, with Transfer Portal and people leaving, 
changing and True. coaches changing. You just don't ever know uh, what the next season is going to bring. But who's the best of that group, Coach? Have you looked into them yet? Um, you know, you you really had to. I mean, FAU's always strong. Okay. I mean, Charlotte made a really strong push at the end of the season. Um, UTSA is good. Rice historically has been good. Yeah, so, they used to be. I'm really sure good. I'm leaving somebody out that'll put it on the bulletin board that coach didn't mention them. Let's yeah. go ahead and throw. Does UAB have a team? They do. Okay. They do. All right. Yeah. Throw UAB in there. They got a really good coach. You know. So. All right. There you go. Uh, Cliff Godwin joining us. You got any more questions? You can get those in on Twitter, and we will pass those along. Uh, what's this off season? You got uh, camps coming up got camps coming up the little league camps are filling up fast so i don't have the dates in front of me um i think one is june 26 i hope that's the right date which uh the numbers are really big the second camp will be in july uh, early july and then the third camp will be late july i got that uh we got our new guys coming in uh june 21st they'll start summer school june 22nd they'll start you know getting in the weight room with coach wilson and getting their feet wet a little bit plus with some older guys that are back around that have played a lot of baseball and, and need a break um and then recruiting so a, a lot of things going it's a busy summer uh, no team usa this summer okay um which uh you know takes a lot out of you so i'm excited to be on the road recruiting and camps and getting our new guys in here another pirate uh potentially on that roster with trey savage though right that's right so i mean technically they say that you make the team when they send out the press release or whatever but then they'll narrow it down i think 25 to 28 players before they play their final series so uh, i think trey's got a great opportunity to to make the team and uh for what he's done this year so we're excited about that uh what was your take on the josh gross sandwich uh distribution to starling i didn't know what the hell was going on to start with you know like they were converging and i'm like well, I saw the ball hit off the foul pole, so it's a home run. There's no review, so yeah. what are we talking about here? And it just had to be perfect timing. Jimmy Johns, the subs came late, so Groves, of course, is eating his sub at the exact time that Starling leads off the game with a home run. And Groves is a comedian at times, and you know, unfortunately, the the umpire saw him, I guess, five feet from the dugout top step and shoving a sandwich in Starling's mouth. And, and it really, to be honest with you, it hurt us because yeah. Rose was available to pitch that day. And, of course, we couldn't hold a lead late in that game. That's what Josh said. It, it was a joke for a while until the end of that game. And he said, well, dang, I kind of hurt the team here. Like yeah. he, he kind of he said he felt bad about it after the fact. Yeah. Uh, but I don't well, know. You just, can't, you just can't give umpires a reason. And it's not anything against umpires. But the, the common sense committee, like in other parts of the world, sometimes gets thrown out the window. And, you know, the NCAA says, hey, we're going to make a point of emphasis on this rule, whatever it is. And it, those umpires feel pressure that they have to make a, you know, a, a really quick decision because they're getting pressure from the NCAA. Yeah, and it's it's a fun thing too with your team. Like, I understand if it's kind of pimping or taunting, throwing a bat up. That's kind team. of against the other team. Yeah, but if you're the stuff in the dugout is your team. Yeah, so, yeah. Know. But clip on with you, man. I just don't make the rules. You know. I know. Um, and I wanted to. Ask, oh, did you uh, notice the flow of games this year? Could you tell a pitch clock was instituted? Yeah, I mean, it definitely sped up 
the the games for sure and uh, that's a good thing in my opinion um there, there needs to be some more um you know diving into a little bit more with the 22nd clock i mean next year at every stadium in division one there's got to be one visible so who's going to run the clock how they're going to navigate it. it's got to be a very consistent person up there uh, no offense you just can't have a student worker up there for the first time trying to run a 22nd clock of when to reset it when to start it all that good stuff or you're gonna have a lot of issues Steve said the last time I interacted with Coach Goblin, we were playing basketball in the rec center around 2001. Our team beat his team, and he said, I got next. He never returned. Is he ready? Uh, I'm not ready because I've (laughs) torn both Achilles, but I don't know who you are. But I was really good at basketball, so I'm not sure that you really – uh, beat my team, so uh, just FYI. I don't know if I believe that one either. He's ready, but his his knees ain't ready. Yeah, yeah my right body's now. not ready. I know that. I know my uh, limitations these days. Jamie said, "Thanks for asking all my questions." Uh, he said, "Cliff was very forthcoming, more so than I've seen before." I've always thought you've been pretty honest with uh, us. Yeah, me too. To a fault sometimes. Yeah, to a fault because uh, I don't want to say something that's not true because. I try to tell the truth all the time, so it just comes out. <laughs> Good stuff, Coach. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. You, uh, I don't know. Do you get any time off? Yeah, we get some time off. I mean, like the NCAA has some dead periods. So this weekend, Father's Day weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is dead. So that means you can't go off campus to recruit. You can't have anybody on campus. So um, get out to the beach for a few days. July 4th, there's three days. It's dead. Um, and then always take a week of vacation the first week of august coach lafferty from Ole miss and uh my godchildren and their entire family come down so you mentioned father's day I always see your uh father out at the park and road venues as well yeah uh, how does he's my biggest critic i think i was gonna say yeah. is he a fan is he a coach of you like does he tell you what you did wrong how does he, he handle he does it all not, he does not uh venture down those roads <laughs> uh, he's smart enough because he coached me enough in high school because he was a high school basketball coach so uh he's very knowledgeable he actually was a college baseball player at unc pembroke um so he was a pitcher um but he definitely probably tells mr albert who sits to him what i, I should say, be doing yeah. but he doesn't tell me that <laughs> we need uh him and albert holloman on or uh as they call him uh, hobo i believe that's what my dad calls Albert. really that's what they call you him, should have the, both those guys i bet it would be a comedy hour that's right the brain trust right there <laughs> all right coach thanks for hanging out with us man enjoy hey, thank it. you guys and have a great summer cliff godwin joining us here inside the pirate radio studios we'll take a break oh shirley you want to open up the booty bag make somebody a winner real quick hit that bubble sparks Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, what are we giving away on this Monday? Uh, how about a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game? All right, go see the Woodies on us. What caller are we looking for? I'm going to go with caller 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com. 
PRL.com to find a location near you. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Shirley, I just slid into your DMs again. Can you oh, check great. them and play that video for me of John Sterling getting hit with a foul ball while calling the Yankees game? Sure. Give me one second to cue it up here. Yankees win. Yankees oh. win. The Yankees, Yankees win. All right. Let me uh, kill the bumper music here. So we got an open window press box. He's calling the game. And that ball's getting close. Ball's getting real close. Hit there it. Go. Now the 3 2 swung on. A pop foul back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. So once again, it'll be a 3 2. Cut it there. He said, back here. He said, uh, back here. It like pops off his glasses like his eye. He said, oh! Ow! Ow! I didn't know. Ow. Hit it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. From that the was top. Hilarious. The ball actually hit me. Okay, hold on. Give me just a second. This is in 3D. It's coming right at me. Now the 3 2 swung on. A pop foul back here. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Back here. Ow. Ow. It really hit I, me. I'm sorry. If you if you match the audio with the video, and if you get a chance, go and look. It's the way the ball, it it looks like it hits maybe a lip of a window or the corner of the table, and it just took a direct shot to his forehead. <laughs> so between that and uh, his reaction, I'm sorry. That's kind of funny. Ow. He finished the game. Ow. He finished the game. He had a little... He had uh, a little bandage just above his eyebrow, um, so it didn't do too much damage. But, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a shock if you see a ball coming your way. John Sterling. Um, back here. Hold on. i got to do it again. A pop foul back here. Oh. <laughs> it's coming in hot, John. Back here. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just, that's just too funny to me. Ow. Shirley, you laugh at old men getting hit by baseballs. Shame on you. Oh, no. I have a sadistic sense of humor. Gonna, if there's people falling down. Oh, that is your uh, biggest Oh, yeah. If people right fall there. down, fall off, run into things, I am in tears laughing. Ow. I'm going to put that ow with that song, Shirley. Dun, dun, dun. Ow. Dun, 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 Ow. It was a perfect Ow. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, I didn't John Sterling has been at it a long time. How about? Oh God, I'm breaking. I'm getting emotional. <coughs> nobody. John Sterling's going to be all right. Clip. Are you all right? Nobody has called more NBA Finals telecast than Mike Breen. Bang! He is uh, in triple digits now, and the the partners on those ESPN ABC calls, uh, Van Gundy and Jackson, are two and Mark, three on the list. Mark Jackson. What, mama? There goes that man. Hand down, man down. Uh, number four on the list, number two for play-by-play voices for most NBA Finals telecasts is this announcer who called um, a lot of BCS championships and most recently called Vegas Raiders football games. Oh, Brent Musburger. Brent Musburger. Oh, man. Go and throw it around the backyard. And that is A.J. McCarron's girlfriend. Whoa. If you want a girl like that, be a quarterback at Alabama. 
Brent Musburger at number four on the list. Dur- Doris Burke, number five. Ahmad Rashad. I've been watching some old 30 for 30s, and Ahmad Rashad is in a lot of those, and I loved Ahmad Rashad when I was a kid. Remember Inside Stuff, Shirley? I loved that show. On Saturdays? Because, Inside I mean, Stuff. Of course, we're talking about it at a time that was before the internet, so really, the only news you got most of the time, especially the in-depth stuff, was NBA, NBA Inside Stuff This, this week, week in Baseball. Twib. Yeah. Your yep. plays of the week mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. I used to love watching that stuff. <clears throat> Dick Stockton is on the list. I am a uh, I love Dick Stockton when he was calling uh, NFL as well. Marv Albert, you're all Yes. Is there? I guess that is Rick Barry at number nine. And who is O'Brien? Conan. Conan O'Brien. <laughs> number ten on the list. Uh, that is the list, the top 10 NBA Finals telecast, but Mike Breen has called more than anybody. In the United States, only Joe Buck and Doc Emmerich and Tim McCarver have called more final series. So Buck in football, well, Buck in um, baseball and football, Doc Emmerich with hockey and McCarver with baseball have what? called more than... Where's McCarver? Where's McCarver? Where's McCarver? (laughs) Relax, Dion. Uh, So there you go. Really funny, Dion. uh, I did also see that uh, Kelvin Sampson. Who did he interview with? The Bucks? The Bucks? The Bucks. Yeah, it was the Bucks. Uh, He's staying at Houston. Uh, He will receive, according to John Rothstein, approximately $5 million annually. Uh, as part of his contract, one of the highest-paid coaches in college basketball. I remember when we beat Kelvin Sampson in his first year at Houston. They were bad. They were not good at all. And he turned that around pretty quickly. And I remember beating them again with no fans in the stands. Uh, as do I. Brian Bailey, one of the only people to witness that. Uh, Jamie, are you going to start blowing me up on Twitter now? We got to get YouTube back, so yeah, I stop getting Jamie, all these tweets get from Jamie. Uh, he said, "Hubba hubba, I loved Willow Bay." Uh, let me check Willow Bay. Do you remember Willow Bay, Shirley? Willow, Willow Bay. Okay, yeah, I recognize her. I guess she was. I uh, don't recognize the name. No, but... I didn't recognize the name either. Part of inside stuff. Uh, yeah, we got to get back on YouTube, Jamie, so you can stop spamming my tweets. But great questions today. Glad to uh, pass those along to Cliff Goblin. All right, let's take our final break. When we return, we'll get oh, ready to wrap things up. Yep. Sorry. I, it was another girl on it, too, right? Yeah, I want to say. Let's see. NBA inside stuff. Who am I thinking of? Kristen Ledlow. Summer Sanders. I think that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, Summer Sanders. Oh, Julie Moran. I'm a big Summer Sanders fan. I remember Julie Moran. Julie Moran. Who's that? These seem like nice people. Uh, She was part of the show. Okay, there's Julie Moran. Yeah, I'll take Summer Sanders, Bob. Who's Bob? I didn't realize that... Bob Costas? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I didn't realize that it ran for 13 seasons. Yeah, I remember it very briefly as a kid watching uh, a moderate Monday where he did go through the days and uh, oh, yeah. show the highlights Monday alright we'll take a break it is Monday back with you after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Let's take a quick look at your stock market for today. It was a good day for the Dow. It was up 189 points, closed out at 34,066. The NASDAQ was up 202 two points at 13,461. The S&P was up 40 at 4,338. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Thanks to Cliff Godwin, Josh Moylan, BB. LRB and everyone else for joining us on today's show. I kind of want to turn our lights off now. Turn the lights off. The party's over. I turned the lights off in here. I got a splitting headache. So I need it dark. And now it's it's kind of nice in here. It looks very strange. I feel like I'm doing like... Uh, I, I just thought you turned them off because that was one less thing you had to do before you got out of here today. Nah, well, that too, but I feel like I'm doing like some NPR now, like call in and like it's, like it's the middle of the night. Remember that show, Shirley, that was they used to call, was it like Coast to Coast or something? They'd call in and talk about aliens and weird stuff. Does that ring a bell to you? Uh, there is a show that does that, but I don't recall it being called Coast to Coast unless it's another program that I'm not aware of. Coast to Coast AM. American late night radio talk show to, uh, deals with a variety of topics, uh, weird and bizarre. I wonder if that's still a thing. I remember listening to that as a uh, coming up. Chandler, what's your background in radio? What, what um, did you listen to? Any talk radio growing up? No, not right. I listened to on the way to school. Listened to John Boy and Billy. Yeah, that was a every day going to school thing with my dad and my brother um other than that really nothing i, I actually grew up listening to the pre-game and post-game on pirate radio when i was very young in our, in our tailgating lots i listened to a lot of the syndicated radio shows like the top 40 shows like you know obviously casey Kasem, delilah delilah was another one uh kiss 102 the quiet storm do you remember that I don't believe so. Uh, 101.9 was the dial position, but it was called Kiss 102. I remember Kiss 102. Yeah, they used to have this thing where it was like slow R&B, but it was at night, and it was called The Quiet Storm. It was the B-Pays Hour. It was the B-Pays Hour. All right, stand by. Stand by. Brown liquor. I got some... uh, I got... Oh, God. I got some Keith Sweat coming up. Just a minute. Um, but I, and I listened to uh, Open House Party, which was a big syndicated radio show back then that used to come on weekends with John Garabedian. Rick Dees and the Weekly, Weekly Top, Top 40. 40. Because we have no budget. I mean, really, Rick Ooh. Dees was my favorite because he was kind of like a comedian. He was like a lowbrow version of Casey Kasem. They had a lot of fun. They played a lot of parody songs, which I enjoyed. So I, I grew up listening to those guys. I was a big fan of those guys. Growing up, we used to go to, uh, had a place at Cherry Grove, North Myrtle Beach. Um, and on the way there, especially when you got into that Cherry Grove, North Myrtle Beach area, they used to have the station, 
94.9 The Surf. <clears throat> yeah, I used to love that uh, that jingle. I liked when 99X brought in uh, Howard Stern to Greenville, North Carolina, and I would listen to that every right. day while I was working. I was listening to that during 9-11, so it was really freaky to be listening to that as it oh, was yeah, happening there. Oh, yeah, because they were one of the first to report it because yeah. they were live on the air when it happened. Howard Stern was the first person, right when it happened, he was like, I bet this is the Bin Laden, and I had never yeah. heard that name before in my life. It was the well, first he time immediate, I'd He immediately said, this is a terrorist attack. Like yeah. he, It was the first thing out of his mouth. So. And I yeah. remember when I was I had, like dropped my girlfriend off at a store to go in, and I was just parked in the car because I didn't want to go in the store. So I dropped her off, went and parked, and listened to 99X. And that's when I heard for the first time that they were taking off Howard Stern and putting on Lex and Terry. And I was devastated. Oh, I'm sure. I was because it was just such a part of my morning working and going to school and doing whatever. So I think I might have shed a tear. Yeah, there was a there was a guy uh, locally that I was uh, that I grew up listening to a guy by the name of Rick Sticks. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then years later. Before I came to Pirate Radio, um, the station that I worked at previously uh, for a little while had a live uh, morning show, and Rick Sticks and I shared an office, and I remember being completely starstruck because I remembered calling into this guy and you know, talking to him all the time in the morning show, and I was like, here I am working with him. It's just the wildest thing I've ever experienced. Well, that's how I feel that's, about you guys. That's how Chandler feels every day. Never meet your heroes. I'm a real jerk. Yeah, because we'll disappoint you in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I looked up to that. I was like, that clip right that does the uh, post game. I Good can't job, wait, Chad. I can't wait Good to job. meet him. And man, he would have known he was going to be my bully. <laughs> he's a that piece is of work, not that true. guy. He's not my bully. He's my bully. Me. But when I was in college, there was this awesome radio show. These two guys that. Uh, but it was called um, Live at Five, I think. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was Troy something, and then John, Jonathan Allerby. But they had this show called Live at Five. I used to listen to it all the time in college. Sounds good. I bet they had a good are producer. Still, are they still on? Not that I'm aware. We're out of time. Is your bit over? It's over. All right. Charlie? Say goodnight. Chandler, we'll see you Tuesday, 3 o'clock, all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.